All right. Here we go. It's time for uh, How We Seize It with uh, Steve and Noah. Uh, we're here tonight. We're going to do our episode two and three of Picard and um, go with that. And then uh, we'll get into that pretty, pretty quick. But first off, Steve, so what's been going on with you this week? Uh, well, yesterday I went to Russian River Brewery and did a Plant of the Younger tasting. That's uh, that's their triple IPA that they put out once a year, and it's gotten to be. It's just you know, it's just down the street for, for right. us, but uh, but everyone comes from from cities and states away to right, yeah, my, my, <laughs> to line uh, up for it. Good friend I grew up with, my best friend's brother, was actually here on Tuesday. Uh-huh. He uh, he messaged me on Facebook, hey, I'm I'm here, and showed me a picture. I'm like, oh, you're like two blocks from my house. <laughs> So uh, that was kind of cool, but yeah, they come from everywhere. So they they opened up a, a new place in Windsor. So now right. they have two sites: one in Santa Rosa here downtown, and one in Windsor. When was that? Like a year ago or t- two years ago? Uh, it's been Three. at least a year. I think uh, this is the first time they've had the Pliny uh, release there. Okay, but this is also the first time they've actually sold bottles where you right. if you line up and you go there, you're allowed two bottles. Before it was only you could get you can get twelve ounce pours, three twelve ounce pours, yeah. and then uh, you're done. I heard this is a, a bigger release than they ever had before, um, and I think that might be why they were able to do the bottles. Probably because of the new new uh, location. Yeah, because I know. I mean, you you said what you stood in line for three and a half hours, three hours and fifteen <laughs> minutes. That's well, yeah. yeah. So that and that's kind of standard. I mean, I mean, I've never done it. Just uh, I don't care for the Pliny myself. Um, it's just not a flavor I, I'm into. And then, uh, but I've heard a lot of people stand in line for that time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long. Uh, I would have thought that maybe the lines would have been shorter with both places open. But I maybe. would have too. Uh, but no, it seemed like. I mean, we didn't line up until twelve thirty in the a- in the afternoon. You, so, well, they open the doors at 11. Yeah. So... You gotta get uh, your drink on early in this town. People are lining up sometimes, sometimes overnight. Well, yeah, I heard, I've heard that, you know, yeah. like, like it's like Black Friday all over again. You got people camping out for beer, mm-hmm. you know, but it's they, crazy. And they, and they really regulate the seating, too. They yeah. have only so much capacity, and they don't let anyone in until, uh, yeah. you know, the people, the same amount of people leave, so... So it's so you can get if you're like in that first wave of 300, however many people they let in, right? And then boom, they shut the door because you're everyone's stuck in there, there for probably a 45 minute. Well, they let you stay for three hours, so oh. you can stay up to three hours. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, people, some people are just grabbing, grabbing a, grabbing a 12 ounce pour and they're out. But yeah, uh, but some people wait it out. Well, it's definitely a spectacle. I I know that. Um, like I said, I've never done it myself. Not not because uh. I I don't think I'd ever stand in line for that long for beer, but uh, I'm just not a, I'm just not a hoppy IPA guy, and I know I've had. I just a- think it's fun experience, you know. I, I like I, I'm I think the beer is is good, but I've I've had it plenty of times right, now because yeah. I mean we lived here and I've I've done it maybe five or six years, um, but uh, but. But it's also just the, I, I kind of like the experience of, of well, lining up for something. And, I might actually and, experience it this year because uh, our friend Jeremy is coming back from Tennessee tomorrow, uh-huh. and he wants to do it. And I guess it's it's only through this weekend. Uh, well, they do it for two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Uh, so I think I think you got another week. So yeah, I, I told him I'd probably go with them just uh, just to go with them. You know, uh, give them that extra pours if they want it. Um, but. So we'll see. I, yeah, they I give me a wristband. Yeah, and it's got three, three, no one, two, three. That they rip it off to 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 do your pour, and um, and then there's now one that says B, which is, is for your bottles. two bottles, right? Um, so yeah, so. there's a, there's a chance that I may experience it this year. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what do you have been up to? 
So this week, uh, not a whole lot. I uh, had my class on Tuesday night doing the political science. Um, that's going pretty good. Daughter Emily's in it with me, so that's uh, <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> no, it's good because I think it pushes her a little more, a little less likely to, to not finish the class now that we're in it. When you say kind of interesting, that could be loaded or that could uh, be just, no, no, just I, to comment. Well, but... <laughs> I didn't want to take political science at all as a class, especially in an election year uh-huh. in this with the environment we're in. Um, oh, I know. You're kind of forced to talk about things that, that so, sometimes you just want to get away from. Right. Well, and so uh, the teacher's pretty cool. I'm, I'm good with him. Um, he's not he's not browbeaten about either side. He's very more local, uh-huh. local government, which is kind of cool, learning about that. It's almost safer in this yeah. sort of a political environment to, yeah. to stay local and bring those topics up to, cause you start talking, yeah. talking federal politics. And, right. And it can He's be. really good about just trying to teach us what the process is supposed to be and not really dwell. Although we have these reports that we're supposed to do and we got to get up and do a panel discussion. And so the, the choices were either work on a campaign, which there's no way I'm going to go work on a campaign. Not, not because I don't believe in it. It just, I don't got that kind of time. Um, California politics, I don't believe in a whole lot. It just leans a little further away from what I'm about anyways. There's no right answer yeah. when it comes to... And so uh, <laughs> the choices then were, were like climate control, immigration, uh, housing and homelessness, and the impeachment. Homelessness, well, we've got a, that's a local problem. Well, that, they're all trying to deal yeah. with local, and I was like, God, ah, which one do I want to deal with? And I looked at them all, and I'm like, God, you know what? The impeachment's going to be done and over with. That should be a pretty cut and dry, easy one. So uh, I'm, I joined on that one. So um, I think it'll be an okay thing. All right. I mean, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> no, I just that's what's I'm been sure going on. I'm sure there's plenty of political commentary that you can find. That's yeah. Kind of <laughs> no, no, we'll, we won't get onto that as much as we possibly can. Um, I think everybody has a right to their own beliefs, and and <laughs> nobody is right or wrong. Right? Everybody. And, and well, I, I, I disagree with you there. You're wrong. No, <laughs> it's okay. Well, but no, but what I meant by that is, is everybody looks out for themselves. Yeah, and you should look out for yourselves. And so, whichever side of the fence that puts you on, that's okay. And the pro, and what it should be, and this is what I really liked about this teacher is he talked about the way that the Constitution was written is it was supposed to be checks and balances and they were supposed to have to work together. Mm -hmm. And we saw that really, and and this goes back into one of my last classes I had, which was a history class. That's really how our government worked. They they compromised and they worked together to get things done up until about Reagan. (laughs) And then it became this, just, I'm going to fucking undercut you and I'm not, and, and it really became this cutthroat, just evilness that we see today. And it's like, I don't know if we can get back to that. So, anyways, that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, you, you, you said that. I'm just going to throw this out because <laughs> it made me think of a connection between a book I read when I was younger called uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. I think it's a pretty well-known right, yeah, book. I've heard of it. But read you it. talk about politics and doing being it for yourself. They talk a lot about marriage and how marriage uh, is... It could either be a marriage built on dependency where you depend on the other. Right. Or they, they really promote this idea... I say they, but I think it's just one author <laughs> of interdependency. Right. And I think poly, politics could look at that as well. It's not about oh. you. It's not about the other. It's about kind of this interdependent working relationship, not dependency. That's where you get a lot of people dependent right. on. Uh, that's where a lot of 
well, Republicans usually don't care for the Democratic uh, ideals because they're all about dependence. You know, right. you're, you're depending on this program in order to get your get your meals and stuff. But but interdependence makes more sense. Right. And what, um, and what it should be is a, is a give and take. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. The community. Right. It's yeah, like, hey, local we're, we're going we're to try and help these people, which is mm-hmm. more the liberal side. But it's like, okay, well, we're going to look at, all right, how... With doing that, okay, how do we keep the liberties and, and freedoms for the, the Republicans and conservatives? It's 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 a mm-hmm. balance, but it ain't like that anymore. And, and now it's more of a, I don't like you, so anything you say is wrong. And and that and that's why I hate talking about politics <laughs> yeah. because it is what it is. But yeah, so this, this is our episode on Picard, episode two, and episode right, yeah, two is, <laughs> and here we go. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, a great segue. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a. Card episode two and episode three separately. We're gonna we're gonna run it through. Um, but first, let's give us so basically uh, what we saw from uh, season one, episode one. Um, just because we know there's already a season two greenlit, right? There are oh, yeah, that was already greenlit so, before they they released. Yeah, so we know there's gonna be a season two. Yes, So uh, my my take on uh, episode one was it just it was a kind of like here's here's where Picard is now, right? Hit on his chateau, he kind of wakes up and. You see, he looks a little bit older, a little more frail, uh, you know, dealing with some mind things. You know, um, he has his, his uh, two uh, servants, not necessarily servants, but, you know, helpers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't go too much into them. Um, I do got names for them written down, but I don't know them right now. And then uh, we get the little take on uh, Dasha, who, uh, you know, is there with her boyfriend. And then all of a sudden these guys pop in and kill him just mm-hmm. flat right out of the bat. I mean, he's just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. And, you know, she gets the she gets triggered into, you know, they say don't trigger and she triggers and goes into whoop-ass mode. Goes John Wick on him. <laughs> and uh, she sees Picard in some kind of dream state thing, goes out to find him. Um, they start talking and, and he somehow discovers through, I think he has a dream where Data's talking to him in his dreams. Yeah, she saw him on the interview and I think that's what triggered something in her yeah, mind. She said, you're the one I was meant to, yeah. Right. There was something deeper. There, there was a trigger there, yeah. definitely. And then, and then uh, so he realizes that she looks just like the painting that Data did called Daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he starts putting things together thinking, well, fuck, okay, maybe she's somehow, uh, not a reincarnation, but a... A next level data, right? You know, a generation. You know, like like his daughter. I think he felt a certain obligation to. Uh, I think he was just also curious because of well, and they also talk about the whole thing that happened with the the Mars explosion uh, that was created by the synths, um, the simulated uh, people or however they, uh, simulated intelligence. Yes, which we found a lot more about. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we yeah. get into two. But yeah, so that there, that there was they outlawed him, so that there was no more. So that makes it even more awkward. Is like, oh, where did this thing come from? And then they get together. Uh, he goes and talks to a doctor, um, and then uh, that he doesn't talk to the doctor until episode two. No, he does. He talks to her in episode one. He talks to her before Dasha oh. comes, because that's where he, the he finds out about the. Um, the Bruce Maddox program, and that's where... Oh, I'm sorry. When you said doctor, I was thinking of the doctor. Oh, no, no, not the one that checks his brain. Right. Uh, So, yeah, he goes and talks to to the doctor, and she says something about, oh, there's two of them, and are they in pairs? And then Hmm. uh, he gets back with Dasha. She finds him, and then uh, finds him in, like, the, the, oh, what is it? It's that academy that she was supposed to go to. 
Um, I can't think of the name of it. Um, I had it written down somewhere. But anyways, yeah, so then all of a sudden these, these assassins show up again and she just turns it on and goes whoop-ass, but ends up getting destroyed in the process. Right. Right, and then I think that's kind of where the, the s- episode one ends. I don't know, did, you, did, you, did I miss anything in that? Something that stood out more to you? Uh, there was, there was, you know, I, bringing data back, I think was a great, mm. a great thing to do on episode one because that's the connection that we remember from gener. It's the, the next time, generation, sure. and 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 so what I do know is that going talking about episode two and episode three, they certainly diverge away from those connections with next generation. You don't have quite the. It doesn't. Well, I, I just mean it doesn't give you the the fan fiction, right? The, right, the, right. The fan yeah, there's no more. There's no more. Um, there's no more cameos. There's or at no least more. not yet. I know we're going to get some. We're going to get we've some. Seen, we've seen some trailers on it, but episode two and three is a lot it's, more yeah, exposition. They stand whereas alone. episode one, I think, was it was smartly done in a way that kind of grabbed you a little bit more, right? And um, because episode two and three. Diverge from that. They don't. They're very different. They don't grab you like yeah. like episode one does. And so I thought episode one was a smart episode in that in that it, it asked some good questions. It it created, it, it had some good base. Good, you know, it, it pleased the fans that want to see a little bit of action with yeah. you know some kick ass John Wick um, right moves. yeah and and at the same time reintroduces you to, to Picard and Data, which um, uh, just. Yeah, they also showed connects you with the past. They showed a little bit of the Borg cube, right? Um, which actually has a name. It's uh, they call it the artifact. It's a mm-hmm. it's actually like a destroyed Borg cube that was kind of cut off from the collective, and it's now run by Romulans and uh, the twin sister that we find out of um, Dasha, which is Soji, right. is on there. And then I think we get a, we don't get the the we get a taste of them. But uh, he's a, a Romulan um, guy, Narek. Narek, who's gonna, yeah. who, you know, I pulled it off right away. I'm like, okay, bad guy. Like, he just, he just had that. It, it kind of reminded me of like a James Bond style, like, glimpse of the bad guy. You know, you just see the way they walk and the way they show him. You're like, that's the bad guy. Yeah. One way or the other. Now we'll get into season two or episode two a little bit. Um, before we get there, though. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about you know we always say we're gonna we're gonna have some drinks with yeah. w- with this and so um, I'll let you start with yours. Well, I went a little overboard. <laughs> so again, I was trying to tie together to Picard. Um, so at first, the first thing I did was I got a I got a uh, bottle of Bordeaux. So the the winery that. Chateau so Picard. It, it's a it's a winery in the uh, Santa Barbara area where they actually were right. filming, and I, I I think it's like Stone something Stone Stone Ridge. Uh, Was it Stone Ridge? Ridge? No, Stone House. Stone House. Stone House Vineyard. Yes, or I, I think that's right. Stone House Cellars. I'm gonna <laughs> as we look it up on the internet. It could have been why. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is it. Stone oh, the, House Vineyard. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, well, that could have been another one I was looking at. Right, I was trying to <laughs> trying to figure it out. But um, they specialize in Bordeaux. Well, anyway, because they're shooting a lot of the photography, uh, right. filming yeah. is done in California. Right. So they they found a, a a winery that had I think it's something like where they imported the 
the stones for their this their, oh, their, for the, the right. chateau area from France. Nice, um, which is where this is supposed to be. Right, right. Um, a Bo- and so I, I learned a little bit about Bordeaux style wine. My uh, I have a little bit of wine background, so it wasn't completely foreign. But just, just because we we live in in Sonoma and we've got a lot of wine around us, but Bordeaux is is a French blend, and okay. it's um, it by law it has to consist of only up to six different varietals so it can be uh, I, I, I can know i can name five of them i think yeah. cabernet sauvignon merlot cob franc petit verdot and malbec and there's another one that i can't think of but it, it's and it's typically uh the merlot cab franc and cabernet sauvignon those are all blends right yeah well yeah and there can be a a, a white bordeaux as well okay. which is a different set of grapes and i think recently they France added more grapes to what a Bordeaux could consist of. Uh, Well, no, it it was because of climate change, and and they're not able to. At least that's that's what uh, what I read. Anyway, I got a Bordeaux blend from uh, Chateau. Pascal. I couldn't find any from the. That's the probably Picard's cousin. Yeah, I know. I, I was right. Next I was pretty impressed with that. That's actually uh, uh, John Luke's cousin, yeah. uh, John Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> I have another one that I will bring up later, though, because that's yeah, more yeah. tied to episode three. So if you want to talk about uh, what you yeah. got. So the cool <laughs> thing is uh, local brewery here, Fog Belt. Um, <laughs> they have probably my favorite beer, uh, Memoria, if we're talking about it. She goes, is, is that your favorite? And I couldn't find an argument against it. <laughs> um, so they just got this back like last weekend, and I found out today. So I'm like, oh, we got to go. And it's so it's Fog Belt. Painkiller. Uh-huh. It's a uh, a juicy IPA, or actually, it's a it's called a cocktail IPA. Uh, got hints of pineapple, coconut, um, little I can't remember what the others, but it's just it's just this fabulous flavor. It's a it's a nice kind of sweetness to it, um, but it still has that little bit of hoppiness. Mm-hmm. It's not too bitter too. I tasted it yeah. tonight. We we went and did a a food pairing yeah. with it, and so I had a nice little taster of it, and it's. It's not overly bitter. No, it's, it's got some nice weight to it, and uh, yeah, it's a six, really nicely balanced. Six point four or six point eight. One of the uh-huh. two. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it's so it, by far it's one of my favorite beers um, on hand. And then it really ties into the name because for me, beer sometimes it just uh, you know I have chronic knee issues. So for me, it's a it's a painkiller. <laughs> But then tying this into Picard, yeah, uh, I did not care for these next two episodes. <laughs> so for me, it ties in because it just kills the pain of like, oh my god, it could have been so much better. And I liked them, but I didn't like them. There, there's things I'm not. I'm not going to stop watching it from what I saw. Uh-huh. But I lost some of my my. Oh my god, it's and and it might be because they it, it's not next generation. It definitely is not. It certainly is. Well, you know, we talked a lot about this with our uh, Orville things. How mm-hmm. episodic they were. How each each episode was very much a story where right. they explored something. And whereas Picard is much right now, this like, is a this is not a two like, and a half hour movie. So yeah, far. it's not like the Next Generation. <laughs> it's not like the original Star Trek. It is very much it's it, yeah. one story that is telling you a lot of backstory. Yes, which I think is, I and. This is where we were talking about Netflix, too, and how their style of where they'll drop an entire season and right. it becomes like a big story arc. Right. Um, that's kind of this. I, I get that feeling, too. You. Um, it, it's rough because they make you wait a week on that. And uh, It's also more of a drama. 
right. much more of a drama oh, yeah. than say Star Trek Discovery, which uh, see, and I haven't seen that, but no, uh, it's just because we got access yeah. uh, access to CBS but All Access, also, which has I, has it. In, I started reading some reviews from other people, and uh, people don't like Discovery. Discovery. Uh, maybe the same people that don't like Picard don't like Discovery. I. I started it when I started watching the Discovery. I thought, "Oh, this is fascinating," and then it seemed like they completely lost their way. Gotcha. And and but season two, I'm drawn back into. Okay. I did not expect that. I that I'm only about uh, three or four episodes into season two, and it's a lot more interesting the the direction they've gone. So, I I, I it is a little frustrating though. <laughs> I, the end of season one, it seemed like they tried to wrap up a lot of the stories that they had going gotcha. with with. Too, like they kind of decided to abandon where they were going with with it. So they just put a nice little bow on it to kind of close it out, but it, it didn't felt close that it way. Out. Especially the finale, it was like they had to wrap up some stories. Let's wrap this up, wrap this up, wrap this up, and move on. Gotcha. And try something else. And I and I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if that's if there was a reason behind it. If there was some, you know, if they weren't getting the viewership and they had to try a new direction. And now I'm curious about Picard because Picard is not going for this big adventure action. It is much dr- more dramatic. It is going to be it much, more, much dramatic more from what I've um, seen. It's it's much more into the the script and the story, yeah, and not as much of the you know the the, the, the punchy uh, episodic right uh, finish each episode yeah. like a little bit of closeout each time. Yeah, and 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 also it's it's not uh, doesn't have the kind of the action feel of right. of of maybe the Star Wars. You know, it's kind of, but it doesn't remind me of the old school Star Trek or Star no, Trek it Next is, Generation. It is it, nothing it's, like it's much more it. modern with its which is, with its approach and how it's doing kind of an overarching story, and that can be frustrating. Yeah. So one of the things I read. Um, it was uh, it was directly from uh, John or not not John uh, Patrick Stewart talking about this is that he uh, he's very um, disappointed in the political uh, dealings yep. with the U.S. and uh, Europe, and so part of this was really to highlight some of that. Do you think that's why there's a lot of negative reaction to it? Because uh, because well, so the stuff I read. Did not point to things to me that seemed based on political beliefs. Mm-hmm. It was based on what was going on in the stories and what they did with certain characters. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think people bought into the fact that it was because what they did politically. I think there can be a lot of political commentators out there that can push an agenda and sway a lot of thinking, right? Because, because especially in this era where where you have such you, you have uh, very one-sided commentators oh, God, that, are, yeah. that are pushing things and you can get a wave of people that support um, an agenda and and sometimes it can it can curve our thinking I didn't a little feel bit. that though in what I read because to me I, I I have some I don't know what if I want to say criticisms of these episodes but they they don't they don't fall into the same sort of entertaining genre of of some of the things that yeah. draws you to, to well, entertainment, but I, read I still these. find these very fascinating. Oh yeah, I read I read the stuff that I read after I watched and I watched both episodes twice. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like yeah, I'm, I had my mind made up before watching them, and I agreed 
with a lot of what they were saying. And some of it actually brought up why yeah. I agreed with it. Yeah, so, I haven't read the stuff, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be going into this. And then most of that's, that's directly from the, the comments on um, IMDb. That's usually where I go for my stuff. Um, Another thing I find, I have a tendency of wanting to like things. I look for the... I want to like it. You know, you know and, and so I... Like, like we had our whole review on Rise of Skywalker. Right. And I, I always come out... You know, if there's something... I want to like it if there's something that that means something to right. me that has so much nostalgic value and and so sometimes the further I'll get away from it I'll kind of think think a little right. bit yeah it. and and um, and this is one where I certainly want to like it but I I appreciate the direction they're going I'm fascinated with with some of the some of the how much they've invested in this story and the script but I do think it's lacking a little bit of a, a a, I'm with you on that. Draw. I w- I'm, I'm totally with you on that because I want to like this. Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart is by far one of my favorite actors. I mean, he is one of my top five for sure. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Love everything he's ever done for the most part. Um, and I don't, I, I know, I don't agree politically with him a lot, but that doesn't change my, my, I, yeah, I, I don't, think I, I don't, I don't let that buy into what I enjoy entertainment wise. Um, I've always loved Star Trek Next Generation. I've always loved sci-fi. I've always loved space sci-fi. So I want to love this. And and what I found is that uh, it was more... Uh, it's just slow. And there's certain characters, and I'll get into that when we, we, when we talk about them, that I just didn't care for. Okay. There's one character I just... I already don't don't like at all. Just bugs me. And, and we'll get into that. I'm gonna I'm gonna write down my prediction on that, <laughs> and, I'll, and you can tell me later. Yeah, because I don't want you. To, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So so we're gonna start off with uh, Picard episode two. Um, it's directed by uh, Hanella Hanella Culpepper, who's also she did one, two, and three so far. Oh, she did one. Yeah, she did all three. Okay, and so it's, three, it's but, all the same okay. director, um, which I like. I like. I. I, I I don't have a problem with her as a director yet. I, I'm not going to blame anything on her, um, but I'd like consistency. So I would love to see her do one through ten if that's the case. Yeah. Um, no, but I know Jonathan Frakes does the episode yeah. drop today. So which yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how how much different it is. I mean, it may change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so this opens up. Um, it's a uh, starts with a 14 years ago in the past, right? So it's a flashback, that's right? Right. Starts with Mars. And it shows basically what happens to start Mars burning, which um, they say Happy First Contact Day. Right, I thought that was that was fun because that brings you back to the movies and gives well, you that's that's exactly so. Uh, one of the things I caught, and you can find this in IMDb in their um, in their uh, I think it's um, there's a certain section in uh, there that talks about did you know trivia and quotes. They they do talk about that, and so the Happy uh, First Contact was the first contact day with the Vulcans. Well, yeah, right. which so we saw was, in, in, in right. First Contact. So that movie. was a celebration yeah. with that. And then, uh, so it, it goes on. It's it's the crew, or skeleton crew with some um, the of the scents, right? right. The, um, and they start off with one F8. F8, and yeah. So, hell yeah. Yeah, so the cool thing, of, so there's a little... I say hell yeah, because that's... That's what he says. Yeah, he says that. It comes you, across really creepy. And, oh, yeah, oh, God, he does. But... The cool thing they said with F8 is fate. Yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, right? man, that's crazy. So, um, yeah, so it's got this uh, group of humans. Um, 
working in you know a factory. It's like uh, supposed everybody else has the day off, and the one guy says, "Well, you got to have skeletons if you want a skeleton crew, <laughs> right?" And then they're working with these. Uh, this um, I, I like it how the guy it's, opens the door, and he, it's like it's like the morning shift. He opens the door, and, psh, and the lights come on, and they're all just standing there, yeah. staring at him all in well, kind of a line. And you think about it, it's like yeah, they're synths. They're just gonna sit there and, well, but, and, and wait. He goes, good morning, plastic people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. So they don't treat them the same, definitely. They're not datas for, at any any imagination. Right. They even say, oh, gosh, that, they creep me out. Oh, they can hear, they can yeah. hear you. And it's like, oh, Well, yeah, they're making jokes, and they make the joke about the what's brown and sticky, <laughs> a stick. And he kind of laughs, but not really. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Uh, well, anyways, then uh, he has the little thing where his eyes flicker, and then he starts... Shutting, and I didn't catch this until I read what actually happened. I, I mm-hmm. it happened so fast, but apparently what they explain is is he shut down the defense grid, and we kind of see that with the the satellites turning inward, and then we see a kind of glimpse of a some ships going over blowing stuff up. So it was a planned, timed attack. It wasn't just they turned off stuff and blew stuff up internally. It was an actual outside attack. And I didn't know that right away. Yeah. And so that changed a little bit what I thought about it. Well, I know we talked about uh, where this all stemmed from in our last, uh, when we talked about Picard episode one. So this was 14 years ago. Right. And, and which was 2385, their time mm-hmm. on Mars. And the way I, I it, it what was it episode the the movie the Star Trek movie when Spock comes back and and they actually show uh, Romulan Romulus being destroyed by mm-hmm. the by the star that's actually a couple years later so at this right. point they actually know that the star is going supernova and so they are planning they are building so, uh, crews to to basically evacuate the the Romulan yeah they're play, building the, the, the they're the building the that ships. are going to be in the burst zone yeah they're and, building the ship and so they have you know it hasn't happened yet but they yeah. know it's going to happen yeah well that's what it comes out is in so um, they don't they don't do a good job explaining that in the first episode I think well what do you mean by they don't do a good job I mean they I, didn't I, explain no that, they didn't that I think Mars they give you some time to try to piece it together and it does take a like yeah. Some, some of this dialogue takes a couple watchings to really absorb, right. <laughs> but well, there's a lot in the dialogue. Right. Well, Mars <laughs> the, Mars was building a fleet that was going to be used to evacuate the yes. Romulans. And so it brings up a bigger question is, okay, and then especially the fact that it was not just an internal explosion that set Mars on fire, it was an outside attack. Someone mm-hmm. planned this to stop them from yeah. building those. And Basically, I mean, in three, they talk about some theories, or at least yeah. that's what. Uh, that, yeah, we, that's, it definitely gets into there, and so that that definitely adds some. It, this is not a. You could almost turn your brain off a little bit in some of the other Star Treks, and just sit back and enjoy this one. If you turn your brain off, you're going to be lost. And mm-hmm. and I think that and maybe and maybe that's why is it's not as compelling to some people i agree i think i think if you watch it with your brain turned off if you i mean and just kind of like take, i can do that i can in. turn mine off and on i can too because <laughs> it was the second it was the second viewing where i started picking up right. a lot of things it's like oh oh i found the second viewing more interesting i found yes. the view, first viewing a little bit you know kind of it just didn't it didn't grab me right but but once you start diving into some of the things you're saying it draws you in right. sometimes that's not the best type of of television entertainment but it but it does 
it, but it, that's what I mean. It takes two watchings to get all of it, mm-hmm. and most shows don't do well if that's the case. Because I think, right, the majority of people do not want to use their entertainment to think. They want to just sit back, be entertained. Like that's what that's what Alyssa was saying tonight. At it, right? We were having our yeah. Oh, she's definitely <laughs> she definitely does not like to think with shows. Uh-huh. She wants to just sit back and be entertained. She wants dancing monkeys, right? So yeah. I mean, it, you so, know, I sometimes like that too. I'm, I'm, but I found I found with this, and it wasn't because I was watching this show. If I was just watching this show. I don't think I would have done a second viewing. It's the fact that we're doing a podcast and I felt obligated to kind of like invest myself right. a little bit more. And I think I enjoyed it more because of that, that because I'm immersing myself a little deeper. And I felt so I don't know lost if that's... after the second episode, the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. that I was like, I have to watch that again just to, to make sure I caught everything mm-hmm. because it did go by so quick. Matter of fact, um, so... We, Let's get back into the episode real quick here. So we, we see yep. that he, he basically sets off the the grids, kills all the people in the room with him, and then uh, kills himself. Yeah. Um, which was very interesting. Um, and then then it gets a flashback. Uh, it goes to the Borg Cube, um, which happens to be uh, controlled by Romulans. And, uh, I right, know. and this is an abandoned Borg cube where yeah. they're actually they're uh, cut off from the collective. They call it the artifact, uh-huh. and uh, it looks like they're I, they don't really explain what they're doing necessarily, but they're they're going in and retrieving the Borg. Uh, what the technology? They're, yeah, they're they're, they're they're picking it apart slowly, mm-hmm. but they're also taking the the Borg. Uh, I don't know what you want to call them, but the the, the ones that have been simulated, mm-hmm. and they're they're pick, piecing them apart and looking at all the technology. So it goes a little bit, but we don't even get into that yet. It it basically starts off with, um, uh, let's see, it's Soji and Narek. Uh, they start off in bed, right? They isn't that is this the one where they is that? What, I think I don't have that here yet. I think that's. I think it starts off with him, and then she talks about, "Hey, I'm gonna go. I have to go to you know they, it's the post whatever, and they get up, and she's like, I have to get to work, and he goes, Well, I have to too, and she realizes he's more than just some, some guy. He actually has a job, and and he's like, Well, can you tell me about it? And she's like, No, I have to keep a secret, or can you keep a secret? I, think that I have that a little a, later here, but but yeah, they talk about the barbecue being mighty and omnipotent. But the artifact is lost, severed from the collective. Right. Um, I did have broken, a- vulnerable, a body without life. Um, and, and you definitely about, get that, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of what I put here. A lot of clever word plays about secrets too, because yeah, they have that whole thing about are you are you. Uh, can I say anything about yeah. our, our little affair going? And, and, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of wordplay and stuff. Yeah. And I, I was a little eye rolling by the end of that that scene because it's it's just who has the, the wittier wittier remark. But um, uh, but maybe that's something that just wrong. Yeah, I I was kind of pulling this from my mind. I didn't I didn't write my notes down as I went, so I might be off a little bit. But uh, um, I think it then goes into. Uh, I think it's with Picard and... and well, his... we've already... They do the investigation beforehand because they cut... I have here where where Laris and, and Zaban, those are the two that are... Yep. The, the two uh, um, K- 
caretakers or the ones yeah, caretakers are good okay um, and they're investigating what happened with uh, with with the girl that died yeah Dasha they're in her apartment but it's just Lars and they're doing uh, so here's a they they did an interesting film technique where they actually jump back and forth between the conversation between Laris and Picard back at the chateau uh-huh. and and then their investigation at the apartment they're okay. going back and forth so there's like expedition exposition and then investigation and we're getting a whole bunch of information about oh the tall shiar the, right. um, the romulan cia if you have it the this idea of the boogeyman they're the boogeyman and and well, that, something that so, that picard doesn't necessarily believe in so and that's the sh- i thought i thought laris her kind of her approach to this was really i, li- I like i like her character so I didn't write her down as the character that you didn't like. No. Okay. So, Lars, what I didn't like about this is they jumped right in and started explaining. Boy, it's explanation. Again. Without any indication of who these people are. They put so much into this. And and it it was the second viewing where I wrote a lot of things down. And I had to pause and watch the subtitles and (laughs) piece it all together. And... Yeah, they throw a lot of information. It's like, oh, we got this technology. It's Boy, like this our society like, has been dumbed down by you're not TV. Supposed to That's have not that. what this viewing is about. You're not supposed to have that. Oh, I know we're not supposed to have that. And, and if you use it, it's supposed to come. Oh no, we know we made that. So yeah, they're talking about the. Oh god, what was the name you said? The the Talshiar. Talshiar, which is the Romulan secret service. Yeah, like special. Um, but she also tar- talked about a, a Zat uh, Zat Zash. Zash. Sajash or oh god, Jodvash, 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 and that is like um, a secret set of Romulans that are very anti yep. um, uh, sins, and then um, Sin- the artificial yeah, the, artificial the intelligence, and they're saying that's why you never saw any artificial intelligence in in Romulus and stuff like that. I thought so, I thought it was interesting to see how. Picard came across as a little naive when they were talking about the Romulan methods of molecular reconstruction. Oh, so that <laughs> that irritated me from something I found out later. Picard should have known I, about you know, some you know, of this. I don't like how sometimes they play him a little naive and patronizing at times. There's a couple times, and this was one of them, that it's like, no, that's not the Picard we know. Right. He's a little bit more... He he doesn't he doesn't make you feel like you're you're being silly. He'll 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 take what you say. He he might question it, but not in a patronizing way. He'll do it in a way that's interesting. Right. And th- and I thought that was a little off on his character yeah. here. Where well, I'm wondering if they're playing him. Then there's I, I like what she said. That's exactly what we wanted you to think. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So they cheeky fuckers. <laughs> That's what she says yeah. when when she finds the flaw that when they yeah. when, when they d- delete the the uh, the uh, they deleted all the traces except yeah. they missed the phone call to her sister. Fuckers. Yeah. So this was one of the 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 problems that people talked about is uh, the the two Laris and Zaban being um, being Romulan, but not being anything like the Romulans from the past. I get that. You know, they do a lot of... A lot of the Romulans are very much like the Romulans of the past. And maybe they're just trying to draw well, that attention to that 
that there, there are, are others. There are differences in so in that that was and, and that was one of the ones I was like, um, I can give him a little bit of a pass on this. I would definitely give him a pass on and that. I would so, I would be frustrated to see a, an entire species be portrayed the same way. Right. I mean, look at humans. I right. Mean, yeah. So that so. that was one of the things that people were talking about was like how the Romulans were so stiff and more bolsterous and things right. like that, where these guys were and the one I think you, yeah, maybe. Well, the the one the the male the the Zaban Zaban was more. He was he seemed to come across a little bit more Romulan. She came across as almost completely human. So maybe that was the criticism. A lot of people said is I still they, liked her. They also but. had a problem with her having an Irish accent. They're like, why would a Romulan have an Irish accent? And I was like, who the fuck cares? Fourteen know. years. Who knows where she's been? Yeah, in no, Fourteen years. Accent is an accent. Yeah, I pick. If I went to Ireland for two weeks, I would have a fucking Irish accent. <laughs> that just ha- people pick up accents pretty easily. Yeah. So I, I didn't have a problem with her, but that some people did. Yeah. Okay. Um, then we get, uh, and I, I might be going a little bit off, but uh, then he goes to Starfleet to try and uh, get reinstated. Yeah, he gets transported. I, I, when he, they, they do a shot where it shows him being transported into, it almost looks like a security gate <laughs> that he's passing through. And I think, I think we he were talking about security guard. One, I, w- I was complaining about the fact that he got from France to to San Francisco so quick. Uh-huh. But they yeah. still have transporters. I know they have transporters. I feel kind of stupid. Well, but uh, <laughs> when I saw it, it's like, oh, yeah. But some people did transport. talk about it. They're like, okay, we're talking to Star Trek. Uh, 14 years past everything, the next generation, all that. And there's still escalators. They're like, come on, man. And so the other one was, is they were talking about the um, the first part on Mars when they did the food replicator. We still have stairs. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, they were talking about the food replicator, and they said, that's just a 3D printer. You guys didn't even try and hide the 3D print, you know, features inside of it and uh so i was like well okay whatever but then even imdb called up that that yeah that is a 3m uh 3d printer that they use for that so if hey, i'm gonna bring up a back back up a little bit just because i know in episode three they they have a lot of book references yes um and and so when we were watching the investigation I was and and what, there's a time where Picard, where she says something like it's a clue tucked inside a false clue and he says something like this and he picks up something from the desk oh, and they're able to it's like a keyboard yeah and they're able to um, it it becomes kind of like a PDF document that hasn't been OCR'd so they can't index it uh-huh. they have to they she has to do some sort of clever thing but but it totally reminded me of this is where I'm gonna uh-huh. just since it's a book of um, Edgar Allan Poe The Purloined Letter so Edgar Allan Poe is known for stuff like The Raven and right, right. You, you, the things that are a little more horrific but he also almost single-handedly invented the detective genre he had a he had a detective they did a there was very much like Sherlock Holmes you're right and you know you look at Next Generation there's a lot of draw to Sherlock Holmes and Data and his exploration of Sherlock Holmes but The Purloined Letter was a very simple short story about an investigation trying to find a missing something that has been hidden in plain sight gotcha and it turns out that it's it's this it's, it's a letter that's been pinned to the board and the letter has been inverted. The person has tried to hide it by inverting the letter and writing something completely on the out, on the outside, so that it was 
Hidden. Hidden. Clue tucked inside a false clue. When, so when she said that, that's what really <laughs> reminded me of. And, 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 and again, it was the connection between that and Edgar Allan Poe and Sherlock Holmes. And right. I thought that kind of reconnects us to the next generation. Well, so they, I wanted to throw it out. As they just did that in the first episode moment. when he was talking about the... Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was in the interview and she said something about... Uh, or maybe it was in this episode where it was it was something about like the rescue and it was like or you wouldn't understand it was it's not like this it's more like Dunkirk Dunkirk well that was the interview yeah yeah and, and I thought that was great because you know it wasn't it wasn't the military and it wasn't the the uh, countries going and saving it was the regular people going on their personal crafts and, and I mean um, oh interesting yeah did you ever see Dunkirk the I did. movie yeah, well, so that's what one, it was. from last year. Yeah, yeah, so that's what it was. Is is it, I mean, it was just regular fishermen, and and anybody with a boat got on and crossed that that English Channel to pick up those soldiers. Ever since, mm-hmm. I mean, they were literally like, if you had enough room to bring to to pull three soldiers and could get across the channel, they they put you went. What was the what was the movie that uh, that um, the best actor? Uh, what's his name? The whoever who was prime minister of of. Uh, I don't know. You're anyway, right. that was all about Dunkirk as well. Yeah. He was, and and in fact, when you say Dunkirk, I, I think more of the of the movie with the. Oh no! Okay, now I'm yeah, gonna, we're we're all right. I'm, we're getting off track here, but anyway, my my, my, my uh, you're losing your IMDb, Stevie. Yes, <laughs> well, this is history, but that's okay. But yeah, no, but they do drop a lot of references, is what we're trying to say. So that that was cool. Anyways, yeah, he goes to Starfleet. Uh, he gets there. He goes in and talks to a, a, a Admiral Clancy, um, and this was a very interesting scene. This is mm-hmm. a, a superior officer um, yeah. woman that he's talking to, and he's asking to be reinstated. Nice to see um, you up and around when he arrives. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that was so, the ensign that that and he has to put on check the badge and yeah. just kind of gives that little look of like um, I've been I, I've been put into a. So, little little history or little little um, nuggets for this is uh, when he first walks into her office, the sounds, the the music that's playing is from the uh, Next Generation. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. I didn't catch a lot of it, but I read and, and people, other people caught it, so I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he gets in there and uh, he asks for, you know, he, he's like, I need a, I need to this ship I, I need warp capabilities and he goes in if if my rank is is a problem I don't mind stepping down to captain and she just looks at him and kind of sits for a second and then her her response is the fucking hubris the sheer fucking hubris right yeah. and so this is another part where people had a problem with the cussing they're like like oh, they're like okay. literally are like okay star trek has always been a family type show mostly you know people you could you could have your children watch it and they were they were literally upset because of the cursing and i was like okay i can see both sides of it i was like i love the line because of what what she's trying to say but i also understand you know the other side of it you know just because it's not on network tv and it's not being broadcast they can say these things and get away with it but well, they need to maybe maybe it's because of what was uh you know, if they're trying to reflect a uh, political environment, there was the episode a year ago where Trump was talking about uh, shithole. You know, oh, I, maybe I, I, I'm just saying maybe they were trying to to draw. I don't know, but I'm just saying there's people that, that if there is a political people took, people took a big offense of the cursing. 
Like you could have done without it, and, and so, anyways, I thought her character was was very well portrayed. I thought she was smart, she was thoughtful, and she was definitely very you know, she she called him on his excessive pride, his self confidence, and and what she told him to go home. Uh, in, in the end, and but I I don't I don't believe she was. In the right, but that's just because so, I'm a big fan of Picard. But she, she ends well, up calling the security uh, person to d- escort him out. Well, I meant, I meant she ends up uh, talking to oh, Commander Commander uh, O, Commodore Commodore O. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, and um, and you pretty quickly, I got a sense that she that she's that, part of the corruption. Well, Clancy was not necessarily part of the corruption. I didn't get a sense that Clancy was. She seemed to. to to be a little naive when she was explaining what Picard was claiming, and it seemed like okay. Commander Commodore O was. Oh, uh, Commodore O was, was definitely part of was it. Was a little bit more well, and she's the Romulan too. Yeah, she's Romulan disguised as a Vulcan. Um, so it seemed like there was layers of like like here's a, here's but an he, attitude, and then there's corruption, right? And there's a difference. Here's what I got from Admiral Cla- Cla- uh, Clan- Clancy. Clancy, she may not have been directly part of the the corruption. But she's been influenced by it. She's part of the cover-up too. Just, just her the way she carries out things, right? Too. And that's and to me that puts her in the wrong right away. I mean, Picard, with everything he did, he should still be looked at as a <laughs> high-level, respected officer. And she gave him none of that. Yeah. And to me, that I mean, maybe that maybe that is their political statement. I don't know, but. I didn't like her from the get go. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her from no, the jump. I don't, no, I don't. And I don't uh, think she was meant to be liked. She was, but she was meant to display. But, but I thought her power was was portrayed effectively in that in that I didn't believe it was a. I, I thought it it felt real. It felt like a real way someone would be treated if they came in the way. That, well, but it did. But it was someone did. that that didn't respect him in the no. Heartbeat. And that, and that's what I mean is 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 that's where you that's where I say the corruption ran. Deeper, mm-hmm. not necessarily. She might be part of the inner circle, but she's definitely in the influence circle. Yeah. And so that that kind of got to me. And then yeah, she went and, and ratted him out to the Commodore O, who right off the bat you get the idea like, oh, this bitch is bad. She's she's wrong. Well, she core. well, and she portrays that kind of love. Oh yeah, and Romulan side that probably the people that know right. Romulans she looks think... a lot more Romulan yeah. than any of the other Romulans. <laughs> but yeah. she's not a Romulan. She or she she is a Romulan. But she's supposed to be a Vulcan in command. Oh, really? Okay. At least that's what I. I okay. I thought that's what it was. Well, they're related, so. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think they would let a Romulan make it that high up. I mean, well, especially with Clancy saying these they were her enemies, mm-hmm. right? You went to try and pick up her enemies, and you try to explain no, they were people and stuff like that. So, so right off the bat, I don't think she would go and confide to a Romulan if she considered them enemies. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think she was just like we get we get lit, uh, later on. Commodore O brings in uh, Lieutenant Rizzo, right? right who uh, it looks like a human, and she's definitely part of the corruption. She looks like a human, but she claimed to be she's a, a Romulan. But she's a baby brother of of of. So Merrick. she's disguised. That's what I mean. Is these Romulans are disguised as others? That's why I said is that I, what it is? I, I think Commodore O is. Did you read that too? Or I don't know if I read it or picked it. How, where I picked it. I up. just I just heard the baby brother reference, and I was like, yeah. wait a second. Yeah, it, it, okay. she's disguised as a human, 
And I think Commodore O is disguised as a Vulcan. Okay. And so... Uh, I didn't. I'd never heard of Commodore O being referred to as a Vulcan. So maybe I, just, I, I don't know if I read it. Or, but it makes. I mean, they yeah. they have similar features. And, and she have, she plays it up very well. She's very just stiff and. Uh-huh. Very, okay. Yeah. So okay. But, I might have read it. I might have picked. I don't remember exactly. But that and I could be you know loud and wrong too. Um, you know, it's happened once before. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to cross reference something online or something someone's written in order to see you know kind of validate what you. Considered or, right. or, or find out more about, and that, that's where these episodes—they're so rich and and steeped in 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 knowledge, his, history, and stuff that you have to know a lot about what's going on right. in order to really be engaged. And otherwise, you're left with a shell of, of of the production, which isn't quite as entertaining as that first episode. And so that's a risk. But I, I'm not as. Well, I don't think you're turned off. You're just you're just a little. I'm not as excited. Yeah, about right, it. right. I'm still going to watch it. I, I definitely, mm-hmm. and not just because of this podcast. I'd watch it anyways. But it's it's more. It's not intriguing me like the others did. Yeah, well, we so, both care for Picard. We want to see. Picard. I do. I, I and I want to see what happens. I mean, episode two was probably the worst of the three for me, just because of what it did. I got a little more excited towards the end of three for sure. And what do they do with episode two? They they bring back Doctor Agnes Gerardi again. Yeah, that's the next place where she's she's at his at his chateau, and uh, yeah, she, and she picks up the book, the Isaac Asimov right. book, the complete robot, and um, the which is a collection of sci-fi short stories. Right. And 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 he what does he say? I never really cared for yeah. sci-fi. I never really got it. I guess I just didn't get it. I know. I was like, uh, I know that that's almost. <laughs> it's almost a little eye rolling. It's like, oh, okay, right. we're Star Trek. Yeah, I get right. It. <laughs> well, I mean, I get, I get where he would say that because he was more of a realist. But to be in what he did and to explore, you have to kind of be into sci-fi. Well, I think, I, I think we say. I mean, we look at what do we look at? We look at iPhones and computers and stuff. Do we consider ourselves in a sci-fi world? No, but but if it's someone fifty years ago no. were to look at okay. what we're doing, they would say, "Why don't you consider yourself to be?" Sci-fi? But he's an explorer he, of unknown. He, okay, he's looking for the unknown, and that is by definition, yeah. And I guess if you look at the short stories, the the complete robot, that certainly reflects a lot of the things he's experienced. Yeah, so. I thought that was an unnecessary. But, I, but maybe he was he was being cheeky. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, to me, it was that's what it was. They were trying for a funny. Yeah, and it kind of fell flat. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was a little bit. Of I do like. Service. I do like that the the doctor character though. I I do like her. I um, she uh, she's an actress that um, and I didn't pick it up right away. It took me like the second time watching it. Uh, she was in a movie uh, about uh, the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, yeah. So she was the main uh, girl in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, she's the the love interest. Is she? Yeah. And so it, it it dawned on me like halfway through, like I think the second time watching, I was like, God, she looks so familiar. I, I'm like, I've seen her in something. And I was like... You looked it up? I looked, looked it up. up. Okay. That's definitely her. And I was like, son of a bitch. That's but so she's fun. not the main love interest. Yeah. She's not the dark haired one. She's the blue hair. Or that may change throughout the, the thing. But yeah, she's the one with the... the I know her from... I know her from uh, net, Network uh, Newscast. News... Mm-hmm. Newsroom, sorry, newsroom. newsroom. It's a show, uh, Showtime series uh, with um, 
uh, Dumb and Dumber. Who's the guy with Jim Carrey? The the other guy. <laughs> I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, names. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> we got Jeff. Jeff. Uh, you know uh, Jeff. Which I thought was an incredible Alan Sorkin uh, series, uh, and she's a she's a a character in that, and that's where I know her so well from. Um, you double. Oh, checking? she's. Uh, I'm sorry. She's not the main. She's the drummer chick. Okay. That's who it is. Okay. I was like, I knew, and yeah, she, Ramona Flowers is the other one, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is a great movie. I love that movie. Uh, she plays Kim Pine, who's the drummer. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. There. I knew <laughs> if I just gave you enough time, you'd figure it out. Uh, so yeah, um, I like her character. I, uh, I think, I think she'll be a good. She's got a certain innocence and exactly and. Uh, you know, she wants to help, and she's 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 bright. Yeah, definitely innocent. has the yeah. innocence, and yeah. I think that is something that was missing with all the rest of the characters that come in. Um, so yeah, there, there goes to that. Then uh, he get he does the he puts on his little uh, his original communicator and just hits it and says, "I need a I, I need a ship. I need a <laughs> ship. We don't know who he's talking to." Um, well, I think he says Raffi. He does. Does he? He does say Raffi. Okay. Uh, yeah, but then we get then he goes out to see her. Well, we also found out that we I think the first time oh no Bruce Maddox was was talked about that was in talked the first about episode, episode first, first episode but yeah but um, but we get a little bit more interest uh, history from him from Doctor Agnes right who yeah. likes Earl Grey as well and therefore right another eye roll I was like all right well that yeah so that was uh, someone else posted I was like okay yeah you said uh, Earl Grey. Like fourteen times now, we get it. You watch the original series. <laughs> he like, he's like, yeah. okay, um, yeah. So it was, yeah. So then he goes out. Um, I don't remember what happens up between them, but then he gets out to find Raffi mm-hmm. um, in her looks like her trailer park house in the in the in the hills, around surrounded by rocks. Which I'll, I'll let you guys know right now. I found is a very interesting story. Those rocks are that location. <laughs> is a very um, significant location for Star Trek. It's been filmed there several times. Uh, it just know, reminded me of of uh, the the Tim Allen movie, the Oh uh, <laughs> Galaxy Quest, Galaxy Quest, <laughs> the Rock Monster, <laughs> right? Well, so the very the uh, even the original Star Trek was filmed there. Uh, the fight with the Gorgon, the, okay. the big lizard guy, All right. that was filmed <laughs> direct. I mean, like, literally where her house is sitting. Um, and then there was like, several other like next generations were filmed there. And so well, that's like, a fun fact, I guess. So, yeah. Just... So I thought that was really interesting uh, uh, that her trailer park house was sitting there. Um, so this is the character I did not care for. And and let's see who I wrote down. Hey, it was Raffi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did um, not care for her one bit. I didn't. I think she's a complex character. She's certainly at these past fourteen years has. Has you know been smoking and drinking and basically being uh, a very. We don't know if it's a full fourteen. We don't know how long she survived in in uh, Starfleet before she got kicked out. Which they go into. Well, they allude little, to it, but they uh, allude to it, but they talk more about it in episode three. But I don't know if it's a full fourteen years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was she was out, and she blames John Luke. Now, one of the things that bugged me—that's <laughs> the one of the things that bugged me more than fucking anything. Calling him JL, and I'm like, that is the 
it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't sit right. It's just it's not either call him John Luke, call him Picard, yeah, whatever. But JL just sounds stupid. I, I, that's me personally, and it bugs me. And I and that maybe why I don't like her. Just you think but, maybe it's a little selfish. Of I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but it just it just doesn't sound right, and it it doesn't flow right. And it just bugged me. I, I was bugged by the fact that they had taxi on the, the name of the, the, the ship that dropped him off. It's like, this is the days of, we're already past taxis. We've got Ubers, <laughs> you right. got Lyfts, and, and well, she even and said you can get the, back in that taxi. I know, and we're still in the uh, we're still in the twenty first, you know, in the twenty yeah. first century. So we got a couple centuries to go before we get there. We're going to be well past all this stuff. So, so don't call it a taxi. The other one that bugged me, um, and this is she first tells him to leave and yells at him, whatever, and he goes away, and she and then he turns around and offers her some special wine. And, the eighty six, which yeah. which if you do the math, that's a thirteen year old varietal. Thirteen. Thir- well, eight because it's because eighty five was. When they say fourteen years ago, that was eighty. That was twenty three eighty five. Oh, okay. Now he says that the eighty six. So I'm assuming. Okay, that's thirteen years old. So me, I put that in our context. I'm like, that's like a twenty something year old, thirty something year old. <laughs> well, I guess it that, could be hundred and thirty something. Got some uh, century old barrels. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I get you now, but yeah. Anyways, so it yeah. really could be. I mean, if you go to France and you go into some of their uh, some, right, some of their oh, caves, you got mile. you've got yeah. some old. But I don't know. I I. I I thought it was his vineyard, so it was right. probably a thirteen-year-old varietal, and and he mentioned something about Pinot. That might have been the Although best Pinot Noir isn't a isn't a uh, Bordeaux. Okay, I'm gonna come in. So, anyways, the other part that really annoyed me with her, and this this goes into the whole political <laughs> thing, is when she pulls the little plant thing off and sticks it in her her. Uh, um, she starts vaping. vapor. Yep, and vapes, and I'm like. Of all the fucking stupid things, I mean, okay, whether you like it or not, it's a fucking medical nightmare, and you're gonna fucking promote that with all the. If you're gonna I jump off political shit. She was living in her own pity party for the last. That's fine. You can have her pity party, whatever. Have her fucking roll a real joint. Oh well. Have her smoke a real cigarette. Vaping, to me, is like the worst thing that they could have done, especially if if. Especially since Patrick Stewart said he's definitely making a political stand and things like that. Vaping is a horrible medical thing and all of the doctors agree on this. This is this is a disaster and, and I don't know why it hasn't been taken care of more. But this is so much worse than smoking and they're going to fucking throw this in this show. Okay. That was my personal opinion Fair. and that's how I seize it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's good. I personally I don't that, know if I would I, I would fault the show for that, but I, I see we, I well, see your point of view. If you're gonna if you're gonna come out and say we're making statements. Do you, do you think there's a so you think there's a responsibility the show oh, yeah. has? Okay. It, if mm-hmm. you come out and say, which they have, we're we're doing a lot of this to make certain statements. What you get that from from the interview I got it from, from interviews Picard, from Picard, yeah. who or Jean, or Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, who said there is a lot about this that we're doing for this purpose. Okay, so that's why, to me specifically, but do you think if she was snorting coke or doing meth or something that I mean that I think they were trying to say that that she has this horrible vice and that's how she's been dealing with her rage and uh, humility. Humiliation, I think that she calls it rage and humiliation uh, for the past dozen years. Maybe um, I just to that, me that I would have done it in a different. Okay. I would have, I would have done. I would have done something done. I think they did vaping because it's the most futuristic. Yeah. 
but I still think it was a bad idea. I I think she, I don't I I don't dislike the character. I think she can be a very interesting character, and I'm 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 glad she's a part of it. But I do I do think she's flawed, and I and I, I think that's fair that they portray her as flawed. All the characters and are I think, flawed in a way, and I think and I think they're they're really driving home that that she is not facing. She has put a lot on Picard's shoulders. As far she as she blames him, she blames him for yeah, yeah. And, and 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 thinks that that he he failed her when that's not. I mean, he yeah, can only do so is, much. Maybe, maybe but he was writing. He was she was writing his, his coattails in a sense, maybe. and 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 he has to kind of give her some time yeah. to, to deal just, with that. I didn't like her. She rubbed me raw from mm-hmm. the get go, and then we'll see in episode three. They have another interaction, which is a flashback. And she even rubs me wrong then. Yeah. I didn't like her then. And it, Well, that's where Picard bugged me, and I'll talk about that and, as well. And, and <laughs> a lot of it had to do with, she said JL, fuck, 18 times or it, something? You know... Like, it was I, like like driving I, it in to try and make it sound right. I don't mind... Yeah, and you're right. It was... It, it sounded wrong. It was almost... It sounded forced. It was like... Well, especially it, if he was a... a, a, a um, senior officer to her... Uh-huh. That would be inappropriate. I thought it was. I thought it was fine in the script, but I thought the way that it was uh, directed was seemed a little uh, fake at the time. Though they were, they were still in Starfleet, and that yeah. would have been inappropriate. Oh well, no, it would have okay. been very uh, inappropriate. Okay, yeah, you you got and, the military yeah. background. I don't. Um, so so now outside of it, when they first meet, calling him jail, they're both out. Perfectly fine. There's nothing. But inside of it, that would have been very inappropriate to say it that many times. Now, there there are cases where people are more comfortable and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It, it still okay. just, it rubbed me wrong. Um, from the, All right. We're, we're I think that's... Near, well, we got... Uh, we go back to Rizzo sees Narek. Um, and that's where she talks to him about being the baby brother. Um, did, did she do... Oh, she did the, the hollow projection... Yes, yes. Yeah. Have you found the nest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she asked him, "Have you found the nest?" Yeah, she, and she talks about well, has, has the robot or did she call, did she call her a robot? Has the machine given has the, machine the location given, yeah. of its fellow abominations? So I mean, it alludes to something bigger. What what his purpose is and stuff. I'm not trying to sure. allude to that there might be more of them. But the dialogue was like House of Cards. Did you ever watch House of no, Cards? I this whole not. political. It was. It was. It. it Every word is so uh, loaded um, yeah. that sometimes I roll. I, I get bugged by that really, <laughs> really the heady talk of uh, uh, that superiority oh. of, of I'm the talk I, down to you. Yeah, yeah, you got that in House of Cards, which I liked House of Cards, but maybe I got over it a little bit. And that seemed to be what this was, and and yeah. and I wasn't that interested in that dialogue. I prefer more the the uh, the broken characters, I guess. right? <laughs> Well, that's that was pretty much it for season two. I got or episode two. Episode two. Uh-huh. Um, I do. It, got, it ended so abruptly. They all kind of have. Well, I, I I remember the first time I watched it. When it ended, I was like, "Whoa, that seems short." Something, something. It didn't. It didn't pace itself right. Yeah, to me, it's, I was like, "Did and did it, it cut itself off?" And what? that's where it suffers from from being a. Uh, where the chronological, yeah, happens. where it's not an episode. In, yeah. Each episode is in its own. Instead, it's just kind of a, a continuation. And and they didn't. It wasn't like a cliffhanger. It was just kind of a uh, yeah. you know, we're done. 
Yeah. So a couple things that I found afterwards um, that kind of throw monkey wrenches into this is uh, they talked a lot about the the Romulans having a mistrust of artificial intelligence and, and artificial life. Um, but that's not necessarily the case if you go back to uh, episode three or epi- uh, season three, episode ten of the Next Generation. There's a <laughs> there's an episode in there where the Romulans are very intrigued by data, right? And almost mm-hmm. like like looking up to them, like oh my god, this is this great thing. So there's not necessarily this this total mistrust. So kind of betrays a little bit of a story that might have been well, maybe that's, before. or maybe that's something that that they might reference yeah that's possible and then um the laris and uh, maybe they weren't part of the jad Vosh either they had the hatred that's for the that's androids. true maybe maybe it's the pure a, loathing a, a, yeah maybe it's a, a like a religious sect kind of thing oh so yeah. uh like the laris and jaban characters uh we don't get a lot of background on them at all in this but apparently there's a prequel comic strips or comic series called Picard Countdown that gives you background and they are actually part of the um, the Talshar, which is the, the uh, Romulan elite intelligence agency. So that's, there is this extra information that we're not privy to just watching the show, which I think hurts it a little bit. Cause like, you know, like, when they first show them episode uh, one, they're just they're there and help taking care of them. And you're like, okay, that's that's Romulan showing respect for this guy that saved their whole planet, kind of thing, or you know, a lot of their people. I get that. And then in this next episode, she fucking whips out this fucking magic doohickey intelligence things that Picard doesn't even fucking understand. And you're like, wait a minute, what the? <laughs> So that didn't bother me. I thought that was really no, but I mean, it, but it's like, adding dimension. To it does, character. but it's like, but wait, where'd that come from? What? No, I know it does. It's, it begs the question. Yeah, and, <laughs> which made me think. Um, there's a cartoon series uh, called My Fairy Godparents, uh-huh. where it's a little boy and he has a male and female godparent that like do magic and all this shit for him. It kind of made me think of that. Like Picard's this little kid and he's got these two like super intelligent fairy godparents that can do all this shit. And so, I mean, it was just this weird tie to it that I like, well, that's And you said there's a comic strip. Yeah, there's a, it's not a comic strip. It's an actual comic book. Okay. It's a prequel comic. You know, uh, that reminds me of, uh, what was that? The the first uh, of the, of the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Oh, they have a lot of comics out for that. Well, they, because what was it with, uh, with C-3PO? He had the red arm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what's the red arm for? I don't know. And then they released a comic book that explains Explained the red it. arm. And I thought that was really kind of a little silly. It's like, make it a little bit more interesting than a red arm. It's like, oh, don't worry. We're going to explain that in the comic book that's coming yeah. out in, in, uh, in <laughs> <three> months. <laughs> well, they're going to hear it, kids. But, uh, but I, I thought her, her character was very uh, three-dimensional. And I, I liked that. I didn't necessarily need the explanation. I it was I was happy to see different aspects of her personality, that she wasn't just about well, yeah, being a caretaker. They may give us more mm-hmm. later, in, but it just was one of those, like, out of the blue. It was like, what? You know, it, it kind of threw me for a little bit. I was just like, okay, I get it. I mean, I understand where they're going with it, and I understand now why they she are there. Spark. She's, oh, I like her. I yeah. like her. I, I like both of them. Um, <laughs> I actually like the guy... More, I think just he's a little bit more mysterious. They don't give you as much as him. But see, I don't see him as mysterious. More, I see him more as like laid back, like like just go with the flow. Like <laughs> ah, I got this. Like not 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 sure. really sweating it. Like really cool, you know, just that that cool guy, right? Uh, so I really like that. Where she's a little more fiery, and you know, 
and they kind of play off each other. So, so yeah, that was episode two. Um, now uh, we can move on to episode three called "The End Is the Beginning." Um, are, are we doing? Are we doing two? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll do both on one podcast. Yeah, on one. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking we had a debate about the length of, <laughs> of the podcast and whether we should do two. Yeah. Or one. Well, uh, hopefully you guys have all listened to our Orville <laughs> podcast, um, and we did uh, six episodes, which. In hindsight, looking back on it, that was a long, long podcast, <laughs> and so uh, we're, I think we're going to try and do our next next one is going to be episode seven through nine, uh, three episodes, of, three episodes, okay, three episodes of Orville. I like that. We'll, br- we'll break it up. We might do them all together in one night, but we'll break them up in two separate. So it's not. We don't want this to be so much of a of a, a burden. Well, we don't want it to be all about just re re explaining what the episodes right. were were about uh, scene by scene. Get <laughs> more into our how we seize it. Yeah. <laughs> I need a bathroom break though because right. I've been drinking uh, <laughs> drinking yeah. a little bit. Been celebrating this, so, so we're gonna put this on pause. Yep, we'll be back in a second. All right. We're back. Uh, we're going to jump right into episode three again. It's uh, the end is the beginning. Um, this starts off with uh, oh. oh, this starts off with a flashback with uh, the, with Raffi and Picard both still in uh, Starfleet. Looks like they're just outside of like a command center area where he may have just given his uh, his uh, ultimatum of uh, either keep running these ships and saving these people or or I uh I retire and uh they accepted his retirement so it's a it's a oh, back right, and forth right, between right. them and uh I don't know she she's definitely a different person uh emotionally in, in this compared to what they showed her in the that previous episode uh to me she came off whiny and okay. uh which fed right back into my dislike of her <laughs> Well, she seemed to me a little dependent on Picard. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, so, and and affected, uh, very obviously, uh, directly affected by his decision to to, re- to, to remove tender himself. his resignation. Exactly. Uh, threaten his resignation, which they took him up on. <laughs> right. Um, like, right. But I guess him. with this meeting, he found out in this meeting that the synthetics were banned effective immediately. Not only were they banned, any officer was that, that was in Starfleet, any synthetic was, was dismissed, and all research, all synthetic research was banned as well. Right. Which... Well, which, they would have had to destroy them to ban them, wouldn't they? I don't know. They don't really. I guess they don't really cover that, but I would think that would be the case. No, they have not covered that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, we haven't seen anymore, so I would think that would be the case, which brings up a whole other thing too. I mean, that's well, they jumped to this idea of a fatal code error, that's, right? That's what why they decided it, which which Picard thinks is ridiculous. Raffi suspects the Tal Shiar. So this is where. So this is where I didn't care for. I didn't. I didn't think it jived with my understanding of Picard and who he is because when he when Rafi suspects suspected the Tal Shiar uh-huh. Picard he does he basically kind of dismisses it in almost like a patronizing tone it's like give me a break you know why would they do that and to, and that patronizing tone I do not associate with Jean-Luc Picard right right I understand and, what you're and, saying and so I thought that was a little um, I, disingenuous you're to the right. character 
you're right the way they I think maybe it was just the acting then no I, I, because I, I think agree. what they were trying to say I, is I like, think they had an idea they were going somewhere with it I just didn't think the delivery was correct because because he, he is he, he was he is saying well and it may be the naive portion of him coming out and saying look we're saving these people we're you know maybe maybe he he got a little bit of his hubris yeah right maybe maybe they're showing the, the flaw in Picard now yep you know, I, I didn't think about that before. Well, he's, yeah, you he's know, certainly gotten some years, but... But, but I mean, do you think about Because he's, he's like, he, he can't understand why someone would sabotage the savior of their own people. Which is which is really interesting because it looks... But don't you think that comes across as a little naive? That, that, that he doesn't strike me as someone at this age with all he's been through. Is it naive or, or is it overconfidence? Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It... it it, this could be this could go back to that hubris thing where it's like because he doesn't believe it's possible it can't be possible right thinking I know so much that mm-hmm. if I didn't think about it it can't be the the possibility I mean that strikes me as a little bit more egocentric to me and and, and I and <laughs> I don't which I believe yeah. people possess I just that was never something I I, I always Something that always drew me to his character was his, his uh, the way he connected with other people's ideas and right. didn't dismiss them. Well, even even silly things, he would he, he would honor the person that was that was raising their hand. Right, you know, kind of like a teacher does. But now no remember, question is a no question is a this stupid is, question. This is also fourteen year prior Picard. Who's now sat for fourteen years and stewed in his own mental? Well, yeah, and he's become very frail and very. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, senile, I mean, maybe, because maybe he's not addressing. Well, it. here's the thing, too, is he just came out of a very dramatic portion of his life. You know, this this leaving Starfleet whole thing. I mean, it really. Where it, you, where are we now? Were you talking? About? He's just coming. He's out. still talking to you know. He's talking to Rafi, where he just found out that they they took his resignation. I know. So. He might be in a whole different mental place. I mean, there's a lot that could... Yeah. I mean, think about it. When you go through something very dramatic like that, your brain isn't all... I mean, not your brain, but... He does you, it a second time in this episode. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. So, yeah. I mean, but anyways, this this scene with Rafi, it doesn't make me like her anymore at all. <laughs> at all. Um, I've yet to like her. and I, I Unless she does something dramatic in, in further episodes, I probably won't like her throughout. But... That doesn't make it bad. That you not every person in a in a cast has to be liked, right? To make it good. I, I'm not saying that because I don't like her. I don't think she's a right. part of the Sometimes show. the people that the closer they get to someone, the more they expose their vulnerability and they become lesser, lesser. You know, not as they don't present the be, their best self. Yeah. And so when we're glimpsing a friendship that is that much closer, we're seeing. The, the side that isn't quite as likable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who knows how she'll come out, but I, I she didn't, oh, didn't, defend <laughs> didn't defend herself. Didn't defend herself. Make me like her anymore. <laughs> so then after that, uh, it cuts out to um, the Romulan uh, reclama- reclamation site. Reclamation. Uh, reclamation. Yeah. God, I can't speak well, that, that. And that's... It's the painkiller. That's that's <laughs> how they first introduced the artifact, too. It's mm. a reclamation site. It's... It's it's basically they found this abandoned board. It's a derelict Borlick Borlick derelict Borlick fucking a derelict Borg cube. Um, basically, severed from the collective, yep. and they're just they're harvesting whatever they can and trying to learn from it. I guess. 
Um, uh, but I, yeah. I think there's more motives involved, obviously. I, knowing the Romulans, yep. I mean, I hope that they're going to go back to say, you know, Romulans are still got to be Romulans. They can't just, oh, you saved us, Hi, we're all happy-go-lucky, you know, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I think they're they're searching for whatever whatever they can pull from it. Now, the interesting thing with that is, is we get a deeper look into what's really going on, right? Uh, Soji uh, meets up uh, with another woman, another doctor, and they're going to go deep into the into the core of it, right? They talk a little bit about going in. Were you talking about Hugh when they? Wait. Well, no, no, he hasn't. She hasn't met with Hugh yet. I thought that was right after we. That's that's like pretty pretty immediate after we. I thought uh, I thought she met up with the other the uh, the black lady that. Um, the one that made the comment about, I didn't know they had any cute Romulans. Talking about uh, the guy. Because you get the little badge that, you know. That wasn't episode one? No, no, not even. It might have been episode two. Okay. Uh, but it was where they, they. No, I remember that, yeah. I thought it was episode three, but I don't know. I, I watched them so many times that it kind of ran into each other. Right, it wasn't episode um, one. But I think. I it definitely think wasn't episode one. Uh. Where she kind of shows shows the 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 new new the new the ropes yeah a little bit says, yeah don't worry yeah well maybe you're right he talks about the don't go into the gray zone or right yeah or, and if it turns green run <laughs> you know so yeah so there's that says, yeah don't worry about but that. then she then you know they they cut into uh, Soji going in and then that's where Hugh comes up um, which right. So Hugh is a—he's a character from the past. He's yeah, a Borg from the past. Yeah, he appeared in I Borg. Yeah, uh, he was a rescued on a crash ship that uh, that leads, to, uh, and then he ends up leading a group of renegade Borgs um, who have been freed from the influence of the Collective. Yeah. That was back in um, the regular uh, Next Generation. This was again another conversation with Hugh and Soji where there was—I had to do a lot of. Like pause. What's that about? What's that about? You know, he refers to the XBs. That's the what? X-Borgs. I, you know, when he says <laughs> XBs, I'm like XBs. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but but then it's like okay, X-Borgs, Borgs that have been re unassimilated. I guess. So um, I have a problem with that. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. But Hugh admires Soji because she is communicating. She she communicates with a a. a Dead, bored. Oh, she makes, try to comfort comfort this. Uh, uh, she says like a prayer over him. She says a prayer, and he is immediately uh, connected with her empathy and her right, her yeah. her thoughtfulness. And so that's what he brings brings him to her. I, yeah, no, that was because he says something in their own language, uh, like a, a like a death prayer or something like that. And yeah, that that's great. And she asked to be interviewed, I guess, by this wrong. She asked to interview her. Uh, she wanted to, and that's where he. We hadn't heard about that, but, yeah. but he just says, "I'm going to grant you." Well, this. it's a, it's a certain set of um, ex Borg. It's uh, a Romulan. They're all Romulan. Romulan, and and she apparently possesses what what is it? A therapeutic utility of a shared mythical framework, and that's what Soji is is interested in, which I. I I don't know what that means, but that's fascinating. It's like, well, uh, uh, maybe it's because she has a she does she know that she has a, a made up a made up fiction in her well, I own think memory. It's slipping into it's slowly seeking or seeping she in. programmed to to well, find that, something. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like she says, all of a sudden I know this, 
right? She knew that she knew the background. Like, how did she know that the the woman was part of uh, the last ship to be assimilated? Right? They they bring that up. Um, what did you you say you had a problem with Hugh or you had a problem with? So I have a whole problem with the ex board ex board. Right. So we all know Picard. Right. Got assimilated and he had the he had the board that's true pieces mm-hmm. but now he doesn't have any of those pieces why is he the only one that's back to normal right that's a good question uh, Do you know what I, I, that I, was my biggest problem I, my i would i would claim just ignorance because i'd have to rewatch those those uh, episodes well, that was a at huge, the end of season 3 and end of season right? 4 right the cliffhanger well, there um, to to see if they addressed it because you're right, but but he wasn't assimilated for very long. Maybe they maybe there wasn't the wounds to. Did, but that's what I mean is like you know everyone well, else you see they all still have the the pieces or whatever seven of nine which we haven't seen yet but we know she's going to show yeah. up at some point. But they all still have Borgish things yeah. about him, and I was like, well, how is he the only one that escaped that? Okay. So that, I, I mean, that's, minor that's, minor issues. It's a minor and and uh, pothole. That's all it really is. Or maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe they do have an answer. Maybe. Well, <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. So okay. if they have an answer. They haven't told me, so it doesn't exist. Right, that's how I see it. <laughs> right. Anyways, but <laughs> I know so, that I, I know uh, uh, Patrick Stewart has. I, they mentioned this in the ready room. Uh, which is this? The, I did try the, to watch that, and I Will Wheaton yeah. geeks out with uh, with fellow. Uh, yeah. He interviews, but he mentioned that that Patrick, or maybe it was one of the people he was interviewing, one of the producers, said that Patrick Stewart was a little weary of them revisiting the Borg in in the series because he said the Borg has have been basically oh, God, yeah. they, we've already they were the big the Borg. They, yeah, and to to re to return to the Borg would almost be. You you know sometimes it, it it's it, you you roll your eyes a little bit if they're returning to something that's like oh yeah going back to the board of course well, it'd be, but it's like but aliens yeah right? <laughs> like aliens it's like you already know those motherfuckers are bad yeah. why are you sending shit back there <laughs> but like, but come it, on. but I think they they're trying to approach this from a, a very different way and we'll see what well because they haven't really introduced the Borg they've only they've introduced this graveyard right well and, they even explain that that they're yeah. they're severed from the collection yeah. and the collection sees it as a as a graveyard uh-huh. and and they even mention it goes well what that what does that make us yeah, yeah they never question. say grave diggers they say yeah they offer some other yeah so that's an interesting part too I, I do like that um Another part is with uh, Soji and this this Romulan woman that was Bork uh, Ramada Ramada I think is her name um, Ramda Ramad yeah Ramda or I'm horrible with names so I'm gonna butcher every name in, well I had the subtitles on and it was R A M D H A that's what I have okay but that doesn't mean I can read it correctly <laughs> okay. I, I, it's spelled right and I'll still fuck it up okay I, um, anyways. Uh, She's giving. They give her. They give out some uh, Romulan deep history with that. Uh, they call. You know, she says, "Oh, it's like mythology." She goes, "I hate that word." <laughs> right, and then, but she talks about this false back door or false front door. Uh-huh. Right, and and I thought it was really cool. She went behind her and asked for permission from behind her, and I was like, "Oh, that's clever." But see, so so I I watched episode two. 
and three a second time, but I only got through halfway <laughs> through this. I, I'm feeling silly because I, I wrote some pretty copious yeah. notes on up to a certain point on episode three, and I, I don't think I got to that part. I, <laughs> oh. got about, I got a little over halfway through. I just thought so, that was really so cool. I, I feel a little um, uh, ill-prepared. For, yeah, no, for I just thought, I thought that was a really neat but, thing. Of all the deep dive stuff that they'd done with, uh, like, trying to explain things, to me, that was the most interesting so far. Right. Um, was this trying to explain some of this cultural, Romulan culture that we never probably saw before, right? Almost giving them a gypsy-esque type. Oh, sure, yeah, with this one. That's a good word. I like that. And then, so, <laughs> she comes across as a silent person. She comes across crazy. She's doing uh, uh, the cards, like almost like yeah. runes and, and you know, magic, essentially. I, I really, I really... Uh, Astrology. No, Tori, you know? uh Tarot cards, uh-huh. very tarotish. Yeah, uh, I like that. Tarotish. I don't know if that's the right word. Anyways, yeah, that was great. Um, so uh, she's then, also known as four eight two two stroke two. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything, <laughs> but that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, then uh, they cut to the Daystron Institute, which Daystron. Is, that was the one you were trying yeah, to. Yeah, I, I knew I had it written down okay. right here. Um, and then the doctor again is uh, she's kind of. I put down confronted, but it's not even confronted. Oh, like Commodore O. Yeah, it's more like like I, ambushed. Yeah, I you think know? both those works. Both those words work. I like ambushed. Yeah, because because she's just sitting there, kind of jamming out to her tunes, kind of yeah. like eating her lunch by the the, the and just <laughs> in in her innocent bliss. Oh God, yes. <laughs> and just kind of like then she looks up and goes, "Oh, oh shit!" <laughs> she goes, "Oh, Commodore O." <laughs> You know, oh, which I thought was hilarious. I don't know if that's what she said, but that's what she said in my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember saying that, but I, but I like it. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, so she gets basically ambushed by this woman who just grills her about Picard and, and what they talk about. It was a very about. brief scene, but it was enough to where, like, but it was a, tell me it you've was seen her a two drilled. Times. Yep. It was not a, hey, so I heard you talk. It's like, what were you talking about, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, she threw her rank. She, yeah. yeah, she. Uh, and we find out in a little while that I guess Agnes told her everything, right? Yeah, she said I told her everything but one thing, right? And, <laughs> Which really wasn't much. I don't, well, yeah, okay. well, and that was kind of like, well, did you even know that at that time? So <laughs> right. uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, we also find out uh, through kind of all this, this this Commodore O is definitely undercover. Uh, what's it, Zash Zashash? I can't. God damn. Zavadash. Oh, Zavadash. Oh, God. <laughs> Yabba dabba, yabba zoo, uh, Zosh, Zosh Jod, Jod, Vash. Jod Vash. Jod Vash. It's a good thing I'm not an actor because I blow it. <laughs> um, no, just say the line. I did! You they, didn't say it right. They follow up that scene with uh, Picard uh, sending. Uh, she, Raffi's, Raffi's at home going through kind of. She's in her own pity party again. <laughs> right. And smoking or doing whatever and she, but she's also looking into things and immediately Picard like shows up on the on the communicator yeah. and says and says I, I I'm I, he calls Ronnie he says you're you're investigating aren't you yeah I'm sending you information on Bruce Maddox right and and she's like and he says carry on and he shuts his head it's like it's like that's that's Picard that's good he he knows that he's got to give her some time but he also knows that he's kind right. of he's kind of hooked her a little bit with the with the fishing pole and right and, and I'm just going to send this to you I'm not going to talk to you because I know you're still in no mood well didn't she she also kind of like says something like I don't know if it was in this scene but she also she's like I don't want to have anything more to do with you but here's your pilot 
That was yeah. That was the previous uh, before that. Uh, I yeah, because Picard is trying to make. He's trying to. He's talking to her too much. She, yeah, she's obviously not interested in anything else to say. But he. But what does he say? I need your mind. I need your ability to see things yeah. that I can't. And and it was probably just enough to where he finally walks away and she says, "Wait." And that's when she tells yeah. him, I got a pilot. His name's Rios. And, yeah. So now we introduce which, who's going to be my favorite character, I think. I fucking love this guy. Three all, characters. Already. <laughs> well, is it three? Three, I, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you about that. Okay. It took me a second viewing before I realized it was three characters. I knew there was two. I two. mean, and. So, okay. So we're first introduced to the emergency emergency medical hologram, is the one that right. greets, greets Picard when he he shows up on the, on the ship. What's the ship? The Serena? The La Serena? Oh, you know, I, I didn't catch that. La Serena, I believe, is the ship. And, and he shows up at the ship and suddenly he's introduced to the emergency to the emergency medical hologram who comes across as this British you know charming fellow but yeah but well, he, he was but, a, but he says he asks is Rios are you Rios this is and another he says, Irish kind of Irish no no he's sure? British well see this is where okay no so he's the emergency medical oh okay hang, hang on so the, well, okay, I'll just tell you. The other one, so he's the emer- the EMH, the emergency right. medical hologram. The, the 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 Irish one is the emergency navigational hologram. Oh, ENH, and Rios has basically created two. I mean, the the so do they have different accents? They have different accents. Because I remember he was talking to one British, of them, like, that's freaking Irish. British and Irish. Okay. Irish is the <laughs> navigational one. Nice. Yeah. I, okay. And I. I, I thought I thought that was kind of cool, and I did. And, and he's really given the or Rios. If he programmed him, he I mean obviously they're in his likeness because it's the right. same actor portraying it. Um, and uh, he, they, but he's also very they're very uh, conversational and and uh, confrontational. They right. they, they challenge. He, they they almost have different personalities. I, I yeah. Think. Well, so the cool thing about this is this is a, a throwback to Voyager. From the doctor on the voyage. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. Yeah, so I, was, yeah, he was always. I thought that favorite. was. I thought that was really cool. Um, I didn't. I did not pick up on there was two of them. I did. I do. Remember, I didn't. I didn't until the second episode. I do remember him saying. You know why I picked up on it? Because it was E H N. Because it was subtitled. I, I turned on oh. the subtitles because I was trying to pick up some of the words, and he mentioned he said he, he said it was E N H. The second time, and I'm like, E-N, I thought it was emergency medical, and so I had to back up, oh. and then I cross-reference, and then I had to, had to Google, I had to That's some deep knowledge right there, <laughs> that's some good shit. Because I, I remember picking up, I remember picking up, because it's, it's the, the, the navigation hologram that's talking to him when he's sitting down, kind of yeah. in his, like, lounge. And he's he's kind of leaning into him, giving him giving him crap. Uh-huh. It, it, so this is why I was thinking it's Irish because I'm like that's that's like leprechaun. He like, was definitely he, Irish the second one, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I'm like that guy reminds me of like like uh, the Lucky Charms leprechaun. Like, <laughs> well, well, so the actor, I mean, kudos to him because he's got to oh. play a, a, you know Spain. The Rios has got the Spaniard uh, accent, and then he's got uh, the, I, the British accent. With I the, like him. He is he is by far and well, yeah I mean right off the bat he's got the cool factor he's got this big yeah. this, 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 this <laughs> he's like ah big plate lodged in his sholdder and he's, he's like but a flesh wound <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Let, let me let me take a take a moment here because we're introduced <laughs> right, right. to his character, and one of the first <laughs> things he does, he says he he has a medical kit. Uh, transported to him or right. created in front of him and then he says uh, uh, aguadiente aguadiente a computer aguadiente and and a and a drink and a, a and a and a, uh, a spirit yeah. a, a bottle of spirits so so I had to do a little research because I didn't know what aguadiente guadi, meant and that's basically it's generic for alcohol beverages that are 29% to 60% ABV so uh, so it's you know you're talking a 60 proof plus uh, spirit um, and it wasn't the first time it showed up but later he so so what does he do he, he uses he the takes it and he starts you know dumping he, it on his, he his, dumps it on his wound he right, needs the right. alcohol for his wound but then later when he's talking to the ENH emergency yeah, navigational hologram the, the Irish uh, <laughs> your, your uh, Lucky Charms guy um, he, he's drinking the bottle right, right and I saw that it's a it's a Pisco so for my second drink you know <laughs> I actually never opened the bottle of Bordeaux I'll save that for another time I've been drinking my my Pisco which um, Pisco is uh, is like a brandy it's like a it's like a a, a darker a darker brandy that uh, comes from Chile nice. or I think there's another country too so so that's what he's got. That's what. So what's now, Aguardiente is generic. It's more of a generic spirit, gotcha. whereas Pisco is what the computer decided to, to right. bring up. So, so what would you? Does it? Is it taste like anything? Tastes like a brandy. Tastes like a brandy. And a brandy is just so uh, when you when you deal with, talk about spirits, uh, whiskey comes from more of a beer, uh, right. where you take a take a beer mash, and and uh, whereas. A brandy is typically from wine or grapes or something okay. like that, where you're going to take it and then you're going to. So it's like a harsh, it. like a harsher wine, like a, a more alcoholic. It's wine. an alcohol, yeah. It's, it's heavier wine. Yeah, it's okay. Good to know. Well, so, yeah, that's a that's a perfect pickup. I loved it. <laughs> I did, well, I like that whole I like that whole scene. Just him coming in there and just being. He's got this big metal, yeah, like thing out of his 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 shoulder, which and he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it fixed. He just basically wants it removed. Removed. Oh, well, and, they, and, and they, they goes like, well, let me fix your skin. He's like, ah, get the fuck out of here. I'll yeah, do this. It basically right. was. They get didn't the drop the F-bomb, but I mean, I don't know if people would have had a problem with that. I uh, I just, I like this dude. But what I really liked about it was was what Picard picked up on him. Uh-huh. Right? So yeah, the cool too. thing about this is is uh, Picard meets the, they call him the roguish pilot. Uh-huh. Right? You know, which I thought was, I was like, perfect. I, well, he's like the Han Solo of Star Trek right or there. Or the Riker, Ooh. you know, kind of. You know, he, well, I think I think Riker was trying to fit the bill of like the Kirk. Han he, Solo. he is what Riker should have been. Riker, I think, never got there. To me, he didn't. Riker was still too stick up the ass. Like he was a little too stiff. I think he worked for TV really well. I, oh, I, I love. I know what. I know what you kid. mean. I don't think I. Uh, I think I think they can get away with a little bit more of a of a heavier yeah. character here, heavy handed. Well, I think um, Riker was a little more the 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 Boy Scout version of this guy. And this guy also had you know they introduce him again with another book. You know what is it that Picard sees? It's the tragic sense of life oh. by Miguel de Unamund, <laughs> yeah. and and he picks it up, which which I looked up, and it's a it's a philosophical essay. Uh, discussion between the differences between faith and reason. So, and so, what does he say when he picks it? When Picard picks it up and looks at it, and he says, "Put that anywhere." Basically, dismisses yeah. it, and he'll he'll reference it a little bit later too. Yeah, 
Well, and that's you're picking up on this stuff. That's <laughs> awesome because, but no, that's they're dropping these knowledges for things like for people like you that is going to go and pick it up. And I didn't pick it up on the first time; it was no, the second no. time. But and no, I'm not picking up on half this. But that's no. that's what it, the beauty of is is this is a show that you should watch twice, three times to get all the deep deep dive stuff, or just listen to this and we'll give you as much as we can. I yeah. But that's, I mean, that was cool. But what I liked about it is, is Picard figures out that this guy was an XO. He's like, you were in the Federation. He's like, he goes, I can see that everything is stowed the way it's supposed to. I mean, right. he, call, he called him out like, everything is... You are Starfleet to the core. Right. <laughs> Which, to me, is is perfect. With, but what I had a problem with is he's talking about this, uh, the ship he was on, the uh, Ivan, Ivan McGrill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that Starfleet had rest, uh, erased all records of it. To me, this this brings up potentially issues with him. Not not I, I guess I shouldn't say issues, but if Starfleet deleted records of a ship, especially since he said it was a it was a heavy cruiser, which means it's a big ship, heavy a lot of crew. That means they had to deal with everybody on that crew because they couldn't just say, oh. The records disappeared, and oh, these people are just crazy. They don't know what I'm talking about. They had to kill or dismiss every one of these people okay. to a way yeah. that he is now almost like a pirate. Like, you know, if the Federation finds him, he could be in a lot of shit. So, which could be part of what they're trying to say is this story. Why? Why would they have to kill him? If they erase the records of an entire cruiser, who's going to believe him? Well, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, well, looking to the, I'm, I'm looking at a reflection of kind of our own politics right now. It's no longer about one person coming forward and saying this happened. Okay, but if it's, you, we're talking a okay, so it's, we're it's, talking like a cruiser would be equivalent to like a battleship today. Yeah, right. We're talking at least five hundred, six hundred crew. Right. I I I, now, I think you, it's, you have six hundred crew that come out and say, hey, this is the shit that happened. And the government says, oh, no, that ship never existed. Who do you think the people are going to stand with? I think the people would stand with the crew. Because what do they have to lose? Why? What What would they have to, to lie for? Like, oh, we were on a ship that... And they're like, well, that, that ship doesn't exist. Well, I was standing on some fucking pretty solid air. You know what I mean? It's like, what would they have to to lie for? That's So to me, that's this is saying that... Starfleet erased it because they did some bad shit with it. Uh They did something that they shouldn't have. And they had to hide that. Which may be going into the political side of this a little bit. Maybe they're saying that our our government now is doing some fucking very illegal bullshit. And they're hiding it. You know, maybe they're getting... (laughs) Almost said it. I won't say it. What? Killer Reed. (laughs) What? Killer Reed. You know? Killer Reed Clinton. Got some dirt on the Clintons. You get killery. <laughs> okay. Suicided. Okay. Um, no, I haven't heard that before. Oh, oh God, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't get anything on the Clintons. You'll get suicided. <laughs> um, anyways, that's to me. Well, so they're 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 putting a story together that this guy might be very roguish in the fact that like he has to hide from Starfleet, right? Starfleet, Starfleet. Oh, nice new new. Yeah, new Starfleet. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. Got <laughs> the new uh, uh, two thousand Starfeet. Um, but yeah, so to me, I mean, I mean, maybe that's the military side of me talking. That like, there 
to me, you you can't hide a cruiser. Like you could hide a small team. Yeah. You know? I think I think there's probably going to be more to this story. Right. Though oh, I'm it, sure they're going to get deep into it a little bit. Um, but that's what I mean. They're racing a record of a whole crew, and he talks about his, his captain getting blown, you know, head blown off, and you know, already cleaning yeah. up the whole kid. So something, sh- some shit went down. Yeah. And they erased it. So, so something bad happened. So that's why I think that he is going to be very much a... If they run into Starfleet, he is going to be hiding, faking who he is. So so I already I really like this guy. To me, he is the Han Solo of this story. Um, which, to me, right off the bat, I mean, that's the pirate. Yeah. That, that, you can't get any cooler than yeah. that. He's the space pirate. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I, I love it. I love the fact that he has the the holograms. Um, so yeah, right off the bat, he he's definitely my favorite character so far. And he's not afraid to have the you know. Obviously, he communicates a lot with these emergency medical mm-hmm. and you know and they and he doesn't program them, them to be yes men. He yes. programs them to challenge him because what is what is the 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 E N H says you know you've got acute moodiness overload. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm kind of curious. How are these things programmed? Does he, does he, he must influence the programming, or maybe, maybe select? You know, I want to, I want to challenge. I don't, you know, right? I, I don't want. I, well, this is what made <laughs> this is what made episode three uh, a better episode for me than episode two. It introduced the character you were more. It introduced the yeah. character that that intrigued me instead of one that made me like, ugh. like if this show was just Picard and Rafi, I probably wouldn't watch it. I get that. I, I wouldn't watch this at all. But this guy... And you were probably pretty pissed when she shows up at the end. No, you know, I, no, it's not that. I, I I want her to redeem herself. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't... I'm not like, oh, I don't want to ever see that character again. I just didn't care for her. And maybe they, that's what they want. They Maybe you not. they want you not to like her. I don't know. Uh, uh, but just... Sometimes it's a challenge for uh, an actor that plays a role when they're kind of put in a position where they have to portray a character that isn't likable. And, right. And you want to try to make a character likable just just to... Because it turns off... You don't want it to turn off people yeah. to who you are as a... Well, and I also... I don't... Um, I don't do well with the pity party me people. Yeah. Like, and she I, definitely embraces that. I hate that, that aspect in anybody. Like, like, oh, the woe is me. Like, fuck. Pull yourself up, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody has fucking shit days. Get over it. Uh-huh. So, for me, that may be why I don't like her as much. And I understand that, yeah, you know, oh, have some compassion. I do. And, hey, she showed up at the end. It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, th- there's always a chance to redeem herself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, Rios is definitely, definitely the best uh, <laughs> so far. That's right. And, and actually, Rafi comes back because of the she finds Free Cloud. When she's going through the code on all Oh, the, yeah, yeah. And, and the, well, she's actually the one that really gets the indication of where they might need to go. And that's Free Cloud. Well, I mean, what is Free Cloud? Did, I think it's a location. Okay. It's like a... a but she wants to go there and, and basically take me there and drop me off. And That'll probably change. Yeah. But we'll see. But anyways, before we get to that, uh, Picard is uh, back at his chateau getting uh, setting up to leave, right? Right. And uh, he's talking to... Um, his two uh, helpers. Uh, what do we What do we call them before? His uh, caretakers. I think caretakers. That's a, yeah. I gotta get that. Yeah, <laughs> Lars and Zavon. 
So this is where fucking the shit hits the fan and they kind of get a little bit of action back into yeah. this. And these um, Jacques Vache, got it, Jacques Vache <laughs> assassins show up um, out of nowhere and like fucking start shooting a Picard and Larson's a band go fucking John Wick. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm going to make that a verb here just just so you know. I don't think you're the first. <laughs> <laughs> when John Wick on him and what which is on the third movie it's been around. Yeah. <laughs> but what it's interesting because we didn't know that they had this in them. I mean, re, I mean you kind of maybe picked up a little bit but yeah. like they 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 dropped the just kicked the ass out of these guys and so they end up uh, I don't know. They took out about six or seven of them, um, but actually, the doctor saves them all. Agnes, he, right? Yeah, she shows up and blasts one dude from behind when he had to drop on him. Right. And uh, they end up, but after all that, they end up uh, getting one guy who they didn't kill um, to kind of question. <laughs> and this is where we kind of get uh, some deeper information on the story, and they talk about they're asking about uh, Soji. Right, and then this is where we get a little bit of information too that Laris and Zaban are, are former members of the Talshier. Um, and then they're they're interrogating this guy, and he yells at him, She's no girl, uh, she's not what he thinks she is. Talking to Picard, yeah, and she says, She's the end of all, the destroyer. And then he takes his little what's the episode called? The beginning, uh, of the, end, the, end, the end is the beginning, the end is the beginning. Which I don't, I don't. Well, maybe it's fucking maybe, understand that. Maybe yet. that has something to do with yeah, this line. Yeah, maybe if she is the end of all, and yeah. she is the beginning of the story. Could I be. didn't get the the maps and legends. What, that was episode two. <laughs> I, that, I I don't think any of these have really been named well. <laughs> well, I mean, maps and legends is kind of like a. I think that's more of a nautical term, but it didn't really play much into this. Because maps and legends are more, you know, well, legends are typically the the indications on maps to tell you, you know, what things mean. Right. So I don't, I don't necessarily. Maybe it's pointing to like them. Getting, I don't know. It, it the naming does on these do not really fare well to to explain them. Like you can't pull from it. But anyways, the cool thing about this is that, oh, so then he says that, and then he does his little suicide pill, which is a, an extremely aggressive because it spits acid out right which gets on Zabon and he has to take off his his uh, little sweater you know <laughs> uh, so he doesn't get acid eaten um, the guy dies um, not before uh, f- before oh god why am I blanking her name already before Laris punches him right in the face and knocks him over I thought <laughs> <laughs> just he says something stupid and she just busts him right in I the like mouth her. I like her I do I do like her um, she's pretty too <laughs> I, th- I think for me, uh, yeah. understanding what they understanding what they were would have helped a little more to under- to get where they're at now. So maybe reading the the, the comic series would have helped. But I, I think it, they do a great job with where they're at. Um, yeah. Then they jump off into uh, basically they're all. Oh, uh, this is where um, the doctor talks about. I told her everything. I yeah, yeah, her yeah. Everything but one. And, and it was like, well, what was the one thing? Well, I'm going with you. Well, because you didn't know he was even leaving, so you couldn't have told him that, <laughs> right? So, um, actually, I like her. I like her a lot, too. I think she's cute as fuck. <laughs> um, not going to lie. She's awesome. Um, I thought she was cute in the... In the, the <laughs> um, 
Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim <laughs> movie. I liked her a lot in that one. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they uh, then they all meet up back on the ship. Oh, oh, because uh, Rios basically radios in. He's like, hey, uh, I got some information that you guys need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like ASAP kind of thing. And so uh, I think they beam him up. <laughs> and uh, But basically they all end up on the, the ship. And he says, okay, we need to go to, I think it's that free cloud. Right. And then they end the episode with him uh, with this perfect tagline of an engage. Engage, right. Right. Which I thought was cool. Um, brings, you know, brings back that history. Um, but yeah, it basically sets up his crew. Um, I, I don't remember. When Rappy shows up at the last minute too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember so. what, did, was both of the, the Romulans from his estate there or just. No, the they stayed. I thought the woman went. I think both of them stayed behind. Did they both stay to to, to, to get the to, to make to sure the, the Pinos? I thought the woman went because um, she was talking about going, and he was going to stay behind. Might have to look at it again just to make sure. Oh, I think she said something. But that would put well because that would. I mean, if if you got Picard, Rios, Rafi, uh, the Doctor, and her, that would be a crew of five, which I think is remember. I remember what I saw. Because otherwise you would just have the four. Uh-huh. Um, one of the other things... Take that, that one with you. You can die together. That's what Lara says. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but that was episode two. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, I thought it was... I, I thought episode three definitely led up to a better... Like, I'm more interested in seeing what happens in four than I was from two to three. It's... The, the, you know, you, you talk... The, about not caring for these two episodes overall. And I get that because I think, you know, it has a very dense dialogue that you can mm -hmm. dig into. And really, you know, it took a second viewing for us to pick a lot of this stuff up and really piece the, piece it together. But what it was lacking, mostly, was kind of that that shell, that, that, that more s straightforward narrative. Mm -hmm. You couldn't connect it on first viewing. And I think, I think... TV series are the most successful when they put both of those together. Right. When you get both of that, you get kind of that that um, energetic um, narrative that you're watching and you know glued glued to the to your TV or whatever you're watching it on, and uh, and at the same time on a second viewing you get a lot more richness. And it seemed like these were really rich episodes. Lots oh, going on. They were, but they didn't. They they lacked some of the the things that carried you. From scene to scene, uh, in in that same right, in that 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 was drawing you from. They had from the deep scene knowledge, scene. but didn't have the the excitement to pull you along. Yeah, um, one of the things we forgot to talk about for episode three too is they went back to uh, the Borg uh, vessel um, at the end, and uh, the sister shows up um, in person and confronts. Uh, uh, Narek. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get these names by the end. I guarantee it. Uh, Narek, and uh, this is after he had already uh, whispered into uh, Soji's ear, "I'm falling in love with you." Yeah. And she's like, "So uh, she's calling him on like, hey, your tactics aren't working. You better get this information, or I'm gonna fucking pull you." And she goes, and she says, you better not be falling in love with her. <laughs> and so they're setting that up. Um, and it brings up the question is like, okay, is he really falling in love with her? 
or is he playing right that he's falling in love with her? So, well, they're they're making these characters a little more complex. And what was Rotten, Gene Roddenberry was 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 always one who didn't didn't care for evil as evil's sake. You know, you don't create a bad guy and just make them evil. full out evil. You make them. You, you you define them. You you give them reason for what what they are doing could be construed as evil, but right. but there is there is motives behind their madness or something like that. At, and so so I know you when you said you saw Eric for the first time and you questions like oh no this guy's I, this guy's but I think they I, set it up that way. But I think I think they're they're proving that that they're going after the same thing that every character. There's history, there's motivation, there's much more to it that nobody is evil for evil's sake because that's just not a real thing. And, um, well, they haven't, they haven't proven that out yet in these guys because... Okay. We have, all, we, all, we have Command Commodore O who's yeah. just come across as... Well, they have an agenda, uh-huh. right? And it's just this anti-artificial uh, intelligence agenda, right? So uh, religious zealot type agenda, yeah. right? Yeah. And so in 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 looking at it from our uh, uh, point of view that they give us, yeah, they're they're evil for evil's sake because they they just want to destroy this they don't know what it is yet, why it is, but they want to destroy it and stop it. So they do give it an evil. Um the reason I say Narek why I thought he was evil from the get-go is just that he came off as a slimy dude, right? No, yeah. whether it was just a slimy dude that, like, he's the kind of guy that's going to roofie some chick in a bar or he just had that, that bad guy walk that you see in a James Bond movie. <laughs> it just They did a good job of saying, yeah. Now, he may flip. Well, I, I think this this three episodes in, they're con- they, they've continued along... Continue to prove that that characters are they they all possess a certain humanity regardless of except for O well, and the sister they show no humanity yet yeah and when I say humanity I'm not meaning humanness I'm just meaning a certain uh, well it's just are they pure evil I don't I don't think there is I, no I think evil. they I don't right I don't, I don't think they want. Want well, that but, to be a, defi- uh, a character defining. What trait. I see with Narek though is they're giving us that that carrot of like he might actually be good and and he's he's doing what he's, he's conflicted. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and I, I personally I hope they don't play that angle because well, I think it would. Do you be, think it's an angle or just a reality of of everyone's being? They're they're they've so, got okay. They've been given direction. They they're and and yet I, they might have. They might, they have their own no, personal I, I, agenda, I don't. and they might conflict. No, I don't want them to play that angle. And Soji is she's pretty hot, so right. Uh, well, to me, it's just it's it's. There's still love. If they would have if they would have set it up as like the second the second go around, like we see this guy be evil, and then we see him turn around because of love, uh-huh. then I would have bought it. But just like. Oh, we think he's evil, but oh, he really has a heart. No, I don't like that. I, I think it's a well. I I would not be excited to see that as the story. 
Yeah, I don't think they're pulling the carpet out from under us I with would, a with a like look this way, no look that way. I think they're still. I think they've defined these characters pretty well, and they they've got a path for each of them at least through this season. I would rather see him be a bad guy that tries to play himself off as the good guy, so that Soji has the the hard time going. No, I think I can turn him, or I think he he really loves me, but he really doesn't. Yeah, and she has to play that angle. I it, it really just it comes down to it, but like in the end, somehow she fucking just destroys him. I don't like I, a good kick in the balls. Yeah. You know that it kind of thing. That to me would be a better story than oh he he turned around. You know what I mean? It, I I know what you mean. I I get frustrated when when characters change because they're trying to pull a fast one on the audience. I like I like I like when the the characters have reasons for their their path. And and when when you see two seasons of of a character on one path, and then suddenly they say, "Nope, they're they're this way," and you don't really have any any context for why they changed. It was just because they wanted to pull a fast one on you. That fucking yeah, kills me. I hate that. It's like it's like what does this even mean? This is just because <laughs> they wanted to pull a fast one on you. There is no defining character trait right. that drives that person that character this way. I don't mind it if they have an arc that they can they can. Decipher, yeah, and and it makes a more complex character. So well, right, if that's the case, well, right now with Merrick, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, it could happen. It, it, it's it, it almost lends. I mean, they're kind of pushing that, like, oh, he may flip. Uh-huh. I hope that's not the case. I hope I really don't. Um, he doesn't seem to care for his sister. You know, like he doesn't. He, it's almost like he's the pushed into it kind of thing. So maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well, let's get into that a little bit. Like, what do you think is what? I mean, we got another two episodes before we do this. Do this again. So, what do you think we're gonna see in these next two episodes? I mean, we got we got Picard and his crew heading out to free. Okay. So what's what's another series we saw recently? The Mandalorian. And when you watched episode one, two, and three, right? One and three kind of carried that Yoda, that the the story, the, like the, the narrative. And then after that, it became very episodic, and. I don't, and you know, it became each each episode became kind of its own little story, and it wasn't until the end. I don't of, think this is going to go that way. I don't either. I think this is going to continue. This is going to be one continuous. This is going to yeah. be a Band of Brothers where it had ten episodes and it all just right. Rolled. Band of Brothers makes yeah, that's that's a good good thing. So it's a ten um, hour movie done in ten parts. So I think we've got a new director coming in. Jonathan Frakes directs episode four and five. I have, and and he's so always he, struck me as a little bit more of a. Not as n- not as realistic driven, but much more um, kind of uh, um, n- n- so, thought driven. He, he 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 brings it down. He 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 steps down the realism and makes it a little bit more fantastic. episodic. Episodically, right. it feels more episodic. So if you look the at the movies, next episodes, did. I think they're going to deal a lot with this Bruce Maddox issue, right? They're they're basically heading out. Oh, and he, he's the one who created this. In, in, right. So uh, I think, so I think the next two episodes are going to deal with them finding Bruce Maddox and somehow either having to... That's what Picard mentions. That convince they don't, him. That might be where they want to go. Convince him or capture or somehow get a hold of him, break him free, something to get the information that they need to find Soji. Because they don't know about... They know Soji exists. They have yeah. no idea where. Right, so I think, do you think they're just going to go somewhere and find Bruce Maddox and well, talk what, to him? what was it with free? What was it? <laughs> to me that almost free seems... world. What was the uh, free cloud? Free cloud. 
So they're going to get to free cloud and somehow something like they're either going to have to deal with local gangsters or local government or something to to get Maddox. This is this is my take. Well, on maybe it. then it'll be its own little episodic. Right. Uh, it's going to be two. It's going to be a two episode dealing with getting Maddox away from whoever has him or wherever he's at. Somehow they're going to have to navigate through that. Um, at the same time, you didn't read anything today, right? Because I, I think the episode actually draw the first. No, I, I actually have, I have no. This is so, just this okay. is just my take okay. on it. Okay, and then Soji um, on the Borg uh, vessel uh, is just going to get into deeper and deeper. They're they're gonna they're gonna move that relationship up with the with Narek. Okay, but then there's also her relationship with the uh, with the Romulan ex Borg. Um, I don't know if we're going to see her as much directly yet. I think she may come back into it, but it's possible. Because she tried to kill her. It was such a tease, though. I they're going to look think, into it. They're going to dive. They're going to dive deeper into why she called me that, and that maybe she talks to another Romulan uh, Borg. Uh, X. What they call them? X. XBs. XB. Another Romulan XB. <laughs> right. Um, maybe she talks to another one of those, or maybe well, she. They were, they were all. In, there were so few of them. They were all in that. And one they were room, all right? Romulans. But that was the that was the key. It was like there was something. They called them a special name. It wasn't just XBs. It was a special group. Okay. And they were all ex Romulan or all, all Romulan that were converted. So maybe she talks to another one, or maybe she does some investigation. But I think everything we see there will be uh, about her getting deeper into the knowledge from the from the Romulan side of it, or not the Rom. Yeah. That side of it, and then her relationship with Narek is going to get more entangled. Okay, so so let me ask you this: we got we got three people that they've teased in the trailer. We've got Seven of Nine, we've got Troy, and we've got Picard, uh, Riker that show up in this season. I think Riker's going to be on Free Cloud. I I you know what? I don't think so because he's directing. He's directing. Oh, that's why I think he's going to be it. So I think I think he might hand it over to Troy or something. I think he no. Okay. Well, they're going to be in the same episode because they're married now. They did get married, but I don't so know, I think, fourteen years later or twenty years later. Oh no, they're still married. Okay, they're still married. So I have a feeling <laughs> that somehow they're good. They may help him on free cloud. Points for marriage, right? Yeah. Hey, good points for that. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it, that they may show up on free cloud, and they're going to be. Somehow the tie that gets them into whatever back door they have to do to get it's to Maddox. Because he actually, they actually mentioned something about, was it, who, who was it that said to him about getting together with, with, uh, oh, it was, uh, Forge and, and, uh, it was the doctor. No, oh. no, no. Was it the doctor? No, so yeah, someone says, uh, he goes, you're going to need a crew. Why don't you talk to, he goes, they would do it, but I won't want, I don't want them to. Yeah. And then, and so uh, it might have been. It might have been one of his his uh, caretakers, Laris or the band. Okay, I do. Yeah, that was very specific. But yeah, so I think I think they're going to go to Free Cloud, and that's where he's going to run into Riker and and uh, Troy, and uh, they're going to they're going to be somehow the key that helps them get uh, information on Bruce Maddox or get Bruce Maddox. That's mm-hmm. it's going to happen in those two episodes. And then the relationship with Soji and Eric is going to get deeper, but they're not going to touch on them a ton. They're going to they're going to sprinkle that in. It's going to, just making it. She's going to fall deeper in love with this guy, and he's going to he's going to push that 
trying to get information. That's my my take for the next two episodes. Yeah, no, I think I think that's that's good. I I, I like that they're not playing up the fan service. You know, they've they've kept it pretty limited. Uh, it's it's more story driven. Uh, well, I think it's, we're, more, it's got its own story. I do think it suffers a little bit from the lack of of kind of that that entertainment value that carries it, and especially these. Well, you know, I think the the we talked about the 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 individual episodes being what was great, the adventure part of the old series, and I just don't think Picard lends to that. This just because it's more like reading a, 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 it's a novel, a, a novel as yeah. opposed to short story. Yeah, <laughs> no, it really is, and and I think um, I haven't watched Discovery yet, but I know uh, what I did see. People didn't care for it. Um, I think our best bet. Matter of fact, one of the reviews I talked, I, I read, actually brought up Orville, uh-huh. saying that hey, this is what Next Generation was. This is our next best thing to it. Well, it's it's very much that that episodic style, yeah. which Picard has not gone no, back no. to. No, no, and I think that's what yeah. I think what that's what the fans wanted, and we didn't get it. And yeah, so, I, I I don't think that would have worked so well with with. I agree uh, with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. Now that now that we've got back into it, now I I would have liked that, but it also would have last. Probably not. It would have been comical. And I don't think they're. I don't think this series was created to for longevity's sake. No, I, I have a feeling two, maybe three episodes, uh, seasons max. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's where. We're at. Uh, do you have anything that you think is going to come up in the next two that I didn't? I didn't cover. Just, just what I said about about. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, as far as the directing the director. style, I think it's gonna it's gonna slip a little bit in its. Do so you think this might be a two episode kind of one off, essentially? No, no, but I just I, he he tends to 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 he doesn't he doesn't get across the realism as well as I think this last director it was very real had had a had a realism to it an authentic authenticity and sometimes. Jonathan Frake, at least the stuff I've seen, it steps back and makes it a little bit more fantastical, and and it it and and that's fair. That it, it's okay as long as you have a little suspension of disbelief as far as I'm this is a that. story I want to I want to enjoy this. It doesn't it doesn't always have to play itself out like this is real life, um, but I think we might slip into a little bit of that. Um, I think that'd be good. It it might it might pull more people back in. Maybe maybe. Um, I think I, I, I think it'll I think it'll be part of where they go to this free cloud, but yeah, um, I I think Troy is going to be someone I, I hadn't thought about about them being together. Troy, Troy and uh, I think they'll be together just because I think I I can't see them saying their marriage didn't work. Yeah, it's almost a cop out. You you want? I mean, they 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 spent so much time on the Enterprise and they finally got married to 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 kind of call it quits. That quick would be would well, and, also, and, and, and not only that, but it would they be, built something that was to last, right? And it would be it would be a it'd be a disservice to the fans to say that hey, oh, you disservice put, to marriage. Could, could I, exactly, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of problems if they just say they didn't work. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think that's the case, and that's why I really think that they'll show up in these two episodes because for one, they're already there directing. So right. why would you not throw yourself in there? Well, I, I don't know. I didn't know if maybe he didn't want to direct himself. <laughs> oh, I, oh no! I think I think I I actually I am almost a hundred percent positive 
that he'll be in these these two episodes. Well, maybe after we finish here, uh, you know, we can go home and watch <laughs> right. it. You know, <laughs> exactly, and find out. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, so I think I, I did say I didn't care for these two episodes as much. Um, I do have to I, say I didn't either. I mean, the first episode I think was a really it, it really grabbed you well. Um, I think it grabbed you. I don't know if. I think the ending of it really because it had a good like oh okay good cliffhanger mm-hmm. no cliffhanger in the second one right better cliffhanger in the third because it was like okay well it got them on there yeah. finally they they got the ship and they were going so it's almost like two and three were one episode that just had to be broken up because of timing yeah so I I, I could see that but yeah I I wasn't excited but now I I am a little more excited than I was at the end of two. Um, I like the the history they've laid out, you know, and I'm kind of digging into some of that. The Romulan lore, trying to piece together the timeline with the supernova and where the right. Mars invasion Well, That's kind of fascinating. I want to see what's going to happen with this mm-hmm. whole corruption, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that okay, the big story is, okay, there's two parts of this story. There's 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 the, the finding Soji and figuring out what that the fuck's all about. Uh-huh. Then there's also this deep dive corruption of the Starfleet is it going to get fixed right can you fix it if you can what does that mean because I mean 14 years it's been in place yeah how much shit has it really done well so and this is this is this is the to me this is the political jab at the US and Britain the Britex because that's what he said Brett exit whatever Brexit I don't I I'm sorry I don't pay much attention to it so I'm gonna butcher it um, but Picard talked about his this is his take on it how he's not happy um, and so I think his his whole corruption in Starfleet I mean he said it's not what it's supposed to be well this is fantasy for you know sometimes you want to offer a fantasy world that, right. that reflects some of the real life but it gives you gives you kind of hope that that you can't find other other right otherwise. well that's and that's actually a lot of people's complaints is like um Star Trek was always this we were better in the future it gave us something gave us hope it gave us hope saying yeah and this is this is a stomp on that hope so is this something that he's going to find a way to root out the corruption? Well, his character has always been, you know, I, I think I mentioned at one point, our last podcast, about him being like a father figure. Right. And 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 here he seems a lot more frail, a lot more... Um, Definitely does. And, and patronizing, I think I mentioned that. It just, he doesn't come across as, as noble a figure that I want to, uh, you know admire as right. much and that's fascinating but it doesn't give you as much hope but maybe you know we've got more episodes right. to go well, I mean, that's, and he's in the kind of more of the twilight of his life I mean they already I don't think we mentioned it but he has a, he has already been told by a doctor that he is right he is not An going uncur- to pure uncurable something in his brain yeah yeah so that's that's interesting so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens but I mean I I, I hope that he doesn't make this a whole thing about political statements. Right. And that he, he really does try and bring back the hope, try and bring back the the fantasy, and try and bring back the love of potential. Uh-huh. Instead of like, okay, we're going to end up in this shitty situation 
no matter what we do and really rip hope away from people. Because I think if that's the case, then they should take the Star Trek name away from it completely and say, this is a shit story about Picard. Because, I mean, that's real. I mean, and I got a lot of that from reading. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. reading a lot of people's. And, and I, I think that's harsh. I didn't, I didn't read just negatives. Mm-hmm. I, I went down the line and I even went and said, okay, show me, show me people that gave it 10s, gave it 9s because I wanted to get every part of it. I didn't just, but I I resonated with the people that said, like you said, they put such a damper on it, it took away the hope. And then it didn't, it didn't dawn on me until I read that. I was like, that's what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. So I hope he does it in this, this run of this episodes or these 10 episodes or whatever the season is with that still being in place that the hope is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope somehow there's there's entertainment in it. He does what he needs to do. And at the end, there's still some damn hope. Yeah. Right? There's still some like, okay, we can look up to these people. Because that's, that's really what we... I mean, politically, every, I mean, we all know what a fucking sh- garbage dump fire it is right now. And that's not just who we have as president. It's who we've had offered we, to us as a president. We don't have any role models. Right. In, exactly. Right. It, it, it's all a fucking dumpster fire. I mean, even yeah. even even what's being offered up right now. I was I I read today. I was trying to. I was not that I I vote Democrat because I'm not registered as a Democrat. But I was reading through the Democratic uh, nominees, right? And I'm like, I'm just trying to find someone. Like, fuck, it's got to be someone we can look up to. And I'm, I'm like. I was bringing up Klobuchar as far as Democratic. You know, she took third. And yes, I actually read about her a lot too. And she's got a more moderate take uh, alongside Buttigieg. But but she's. I think I think our country would elect a woman before they'd elect someone uh, openly homosexual. I I, that's just and I that's I am very. I I love listening to Buttigieg. I'm just I I'm just talking about, about I'm just talking about uh, the voting population. Yeah. My take on on where they would where they would vote. But Klobuchar is a very she's offers something better than and and she's not Biden and she's <laughs> yeah. certainly not uh, the the extreme natures of of Warren and or Sanders. or Sanders. Yeah. Um, which I'm. I, I like I like Sanders. I like his take on things. Warren, I think, is a little too hyperactive. Um, I don't care for one of them. But so. I don't think they're going to bring uh, sanity to our administration. I think they're going to bring the same sort of divide yeah. because they're just on the other side. Whereas a more moderate, I think, I think something yeah. something that works a little better. But why are we? Yeah, I don't know. But I, that's what I mean. Is we got into that just yeah, where I think this we, show could go. Sometimes you want to offer a, a hope. Politically, too. Yes. I mean, and, and but I mean, he said this was a political statement show. Mm-hmm. He he came out and said okay. that, um, and that's out of his own words. It's not anything that okay. Um, then yeah, then we got to kind of look at it, I guess, with that in mind. Yeah. And uh, so I hope he does bring back the hope that there always was before, mm-hmm. because that's uh, I mean, say what you want to say, bring up what you want to bring up, but in the end, end it on a good note, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yep. I mean, yeah, you can have some drama in there. Yeah, you can have some intrigue and, and, and closeness. But in the end, you've got to end it on a good note. Otherwise, I think you just alienate people so bad. 
All right. Well, I think that's uh, with that. I think uh, we toast. Here we go. Yeah, toast. Shoot. A little um, bit of a painkiller and a little bit of your uh, pisco. Pisco. Yep. And we. In the I like podcast. that. Peace. Pisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All Good right. night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep. And so that's how you seize it. How we seize it. Hopefully, that's how you seize it. <laughs> <laughs>